0: Are you ready to go?
1: Yes. All right. You can tell from my yawning,
0: uh-huh. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Hi everybody, welcome to Sneaky Dragon, I'm Ian Boothby. And my name is David Dedrick. There we go. We're off to the races, as they, I don't know, they say. Yes. That's what they do. That's what they say. Yeah, especially if they're going off to the races. We're off to the races, and then they go off and like, oh, we're at the races.
1: <laughs> I was informed today by a younger person, a younger person than me, i.e. he's 19 years old.
0: Okay. Youth check. Oh, sorry? Youth, we're doing a youth check. We're doing check-in on youth. How are, the, yep. how are they doing?
1: Uh, and he said, well, I said, we were doing something. And it was, like, good enough, and I just said, we're not building pianos here. <laughs> and he, he's, like, first he was confused. Sure. Which, I don't know. We're not, we weren't building pianos, so it seemed pretty obvious. Yeah,
0: if you were, then it would be confusing. It would <laughs>
1: be very confusing. But we weren't building com- pianos, and so I pointed out that we weren't. And he's, like, he goes, you know, young people, they don't say stuff like that. I was, like, they don't use, like, fun sayings or anything? That's weird. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to, to learn. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, or just him. He doesn't. And he was like, you, you know, making a universal generalization for all people. But sure.
0: I, I don't know. That is something young people do do.
1: That's <laughs> what they do now. They no longer have little uh, mottos or whatever, little uh, saying. I don't know what that is. It's not a metaphor. It's not, a, it's not an analogy. It's a, uh, I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, I wonder if in the future and or now, uh, because, because we don't have that sort of communal experience that we used to. Of like, you know, everyone watches the same shows, everyone mm. listens to the same, generally, yeah, music, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now you listen to what you like, and what, you, you know, so mm-hmm. everyone's uh, in micro camps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if uh, what, what that will uh, do to language, because you will not have the yeah. communal slang, like if, if, a, if a bit of slang was introduced on a television series, it would like make its way into the language. And, you know, uh, a type of humor. I guess
1: that's true. But, you know, I think there's a certain cultural osmosis that you can't escape. You know, like I never watched Seinfeld. I mean, I watched a little bit of it, but I didn't really watch it very much. But for whatever reason, I know. I've
0: watched like six episodes.
1: But you probably know Festivus for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Even though you, I never saw that episode. I just know about it as a thing.
0: I don't know where it leads to. I don't know where it goes. Sure, it
1: doesn't matter. But we just know about Festivus. So if someone says... I know the middle of a lot of jokes. If someone says Festivus to the rest of us, you're like, oh, I get it. It's a reference to Seinfeld. I know what that person's talking about. Or growing up, you know, I didn't listen to commercial radio. And yet I knew... New Madonna song, or right?
0: Two. But let's go, okay. That's and even
1: I think that's the same now. Like, I don't, I've never listened to Billie Eilish, but is there any, but I've heard Billie Eilish
0: songs, sure, sure, you have. But is that the same impact, uh, as, as you know, a Madonna? Like, I know we we say this because they're the number one artist, <laughs> yeah. And you know, obviously, Taylor Swift is selling out, you know, infinite concerts mm-hmm. but is it the same level as uh Madonna back uh, back in the day like uh as as in yes Live in person, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yes, indeed, he do. Uh, but you know, uh, Madonna was on every radio station, on mm-hmm. you know MTV. Yeah, yeah, all there. What was she more popular than Taylor Swift is currently? It feels like Taylor Swift is more popular because of the. <laughs> oof, but you yeah, know. we live
1: in a different uh, media culture. And
0: Jerry, Sein- the Seinfeld show was the number one show for mm-hmm. you know quite a few years. But I mean. To a ratings yeah. level that we can't possibly ever see again. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing could be that popular on TV ever now. Well, it can't be.
1: It's sort of funny. I don't know. I don't, don't know if you talked about this, but I was uh, listening to an interview with uh, Daniel Close, Dan Close, the uh, cartoonist, and he was talking about how his first comic book, Lloyd Llewellyn, was canceled because he was only selling 30,000 issues.
0: Hmm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? Like, that
1: would be like. That would be like a big hit now in in publishing, yeah. You know, comics publishing. And, but at that would time, would that
0: not be making a profit? Like that's what I don't understand. Is like yeah. the price of ink was not like so much more expensive back then. So it's like, all right, so you make thirty thousand. Co- it just wasn't worth the while. because yeah. there was other books that would have sold more. So yeah, why limit the amount of? Yeah. I
1: guess, Yeah, I guess you had a certain amount of time and money to put into projects that you know. Why do something that's not making a, you know, not underwriting what the, com, you know, what Fantagraphics wanted I'd to do. I'd be
0: very curious what, say, five other books were doing better. Yeah. That that are the reason that we can't uh, afford the space yeah. for for this. Yeah.
1: Now I'm I'm afraid that I somehow times it by 10 and it was only 3,000. But anyway, it's, uh, it's it even, it, to, to the people talking, it was an amazing amount of, of books that were sold, mm-hmm. you know, but not for the time, but for now time that's a lot of books. And I guess the same with Taylor Swift. I mean, you know what constitutes a gold record or a platinum record now is they've really lowered the amount. Like the whoever runs whoever runs platinum records, uh whatever the organization is, they have dropped the the how, you know, how many records you have to sell in order to qualify for a gold record or right. for a, for a platinum selling record or whatever just because records don't sell or albums don't sell like they once did.
0: We saw we saw her uh, son last week on uh, stage. Taylor Swift's son? Yeah. We saw we saw them for about an hour and a half last week after we di- after we did this show. Taylor Swift's son. That's correct. Yes. That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> I said that and I'll say okay. it again. We saw Taylor Swift's son. Uh the uh you know that video, she's got a video for the that's It's Me song. I guess she has a few. Uh, I don't know it, but okay. It's, all right. Her song, you know, uh, Me, I'm the Problem, It's Me. It's like probably her biggest song currently or okay. most recently. And so this video, here's, here's a good example I of this. I think I do know the song. Actually. This, this is like a video that is probably the most popular video okay. that there is right okay. now. And you are a music lover and you are not aware of this video. That is okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not a video lover.
0: Right. Fair enough. But it, you might stumble upon it. Sure. In some way. Anyway, there is a scene in the video where it's her in the future and her no good Nick kids are at her funeral and one of them is Mike Birbiglia. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. So, uh, yeah, and then the, the coffin gets flipped over and all these other shenanigans yeah. uh, go, go, go on.
1: I mean, imagine she's doing pretty well because she's making her albums again. So yeah, well, he got she's quite re, a, a she's boost. Re, she's selling her original albums and she's selling her Taylor's version albums. That's right, yeah, which is same.
0: smart and good. Uh, <laughs> but he got quite a boost from being in that video. Oh, I imagine of so. Of like, yeah, Yeah. the the Swifties.
1: Orange is the New Black didn't do it for him.
0: Was he in Orange is the New yeah, Black? He was. he was in. I
1: know he was in Billions. Yep, he was in Orange is the New Black. He played, okay. I can't remember that. He played... Because the prison was run by a private company, uh, and part of the storyline was that you know they were like cheap and you know, uh, cut you know corner cutters and everything and mm-hmm. causing. He played like the the son of the of the of the boss or whatever who was sent there to like take care oh, okay. of problems or whatever, but he wasn't very. Uh,
0: He's also the villain in that uh, Tom Hanks movie. Uh, My name is so and so or whatever. He's the old guy who's like, the man called Otto. Man called Otto. He's the villain.
1: Yeah. I guess I saw it. I did see it.
0: Yeah, he's the villain,
1: but I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the yeah. part of
0: the movie. <laughs>
1: yep, he was. He
0: is the bad guy.
1: He wasn't the ebullient uh, Hispanic woman.
0: Nope.
1: Well, that's nope. Probably, That's all I remember now. Which
0: is good because he's getting typecast as that. All right. Here's my here's my Birbiglia trivia then. Um, what uh, What Marvel superhero was he married to in a movie or actor who played a Marvel superhero?
1: So not in the not in the Marvel movie. He wasn't. He's not Marvel not movie. in a
0: Marvel movie but the person who uh was their spouse yes uh was a marvel superhero who is the spouse so
1: he's married to someone who is a marvel superhero
0: right now because it's not a same sex marriage that limits it. <laughs> it does limit okay It's All considerably right. that that is your can i can i get
1: a can i get one more uh sp- whatever the word is um not a hint it's just a small like uh filter okay is uh, it a TV they, show or is it a movie? It was a movie. Movie, movie Marvel. Mar- two Marvel movies. Marvel. Two movies. Yep, two movies. Wow, that does limit it. to... <laughs>
0: but also was in uh the the most recent two Avengers movies. He was. No, no. The oh, oh, the, yeah. actor the actor who played the spouse the of Mike Burbiglia. So Mike Perbiglia's had a spouse in a movie that was, you know, an art not an art house movie. Yeah. Mainstream but lower, you know. Like you know, da 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 movie, and uh, was was married to this uh, actor yeah. who played a superhero, Marvel superhero, okay. in two standalone movies, standalone movies, and then uh, also appeared in other Marvel movies, including uh, Endgame and Infinity War. Are you are, are, mostly in mostly in Endgame? Okay, our listeners.
1: So, is, sorry, is this a title character like the yes. superhero? Oh, okay, I can think of because uh,
0: there's not that many. They really aren't. This should be this should be a, a, an easier one. Yeah. An easier one. Think of Marvel movies that yeah. have starred people that could have been married to Mike Berbiglia. Yeah, all
1: yeah. I can think of is Captain Marvel. That's, That's it.
0: So yeah, Brie Larson was his uh, wife.
1: Oh, and in a movie that wasn't a Marvel movie. That's
0: right. As I said, yeah, oh, in an, okay. in yeah, an, an art sense. House uh, type oh, movie. Oh, okay. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Okay. She was in uh, his wife in Trainwreck. Oh, Trainwreck. Yeah, that was the uh, Amy. I keep Amy Schumer. Sh- movie? Amy Schumer. Bill Hader movie. Yeah. I wouldn't call that an art house movie, but okay. Well, I mean, it was not a ooh. Here's going to make some money. This is you know, <laughs> I guess. I, it was released mainstream. Yeah. It was a mainstream comedy, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that it was okay. Well, the studios relying on this. <laughs> okay, was it? It was yeah, it wasn't know.
1: a tent pole, but yeah, it wasn't. Uh,
0: yeah, okay. Bill Hader is the is the love interest. It's yes. an art house movie, I would say. Really, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Would you say like Bill Hader would be your mainstream uh romantic lead in your uh in your uh big role? Well, maybe rom-com? they are
1: trying to maybe they're trying to to get the, make it across as that. You know? Sure. I so mean, then...
0: listen, forty year old Virgin did very well. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be mainstream. I mean, I think that was a surprise hit. Sure, sure. You know, and they were still a bit surprised with knocked up. Surprised. <laughs> uh but it did okay it did quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But okay. So anyway, that was my trivia. Well, thanks. You're very welcome. Thanks. I could only think of one
1: movie. I, I, I kind of got mixed up. It was a very, it was trivia, and yet it was, it was confusing. It was confusing trivia because
0: there's so many uh, Marvel suit movies no, no. that are uh, that women. I missed, in the lead. I guess
1: I missed the part that it was uh, not a Marvel movie. <laughs> She had been in Marvel movies, but okay. the, the movie that she was in with Mike Birbiglia was not
0: a Marvel. That's what I—that's okay. what I got mixed Here, up. I'll do this then. I'll, I'll get you out of this trivia wise, and okay. you'll, <laughs> you'll leave with dignity and style. I still—I have dignity. Yeah, so, Captain Marvel, of course, yeah. was a comic book movie. Yes, she that's played true. a character based on a comic book. Yes, very good. She has also been in another—at least one. Well, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, well, there we go. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, based on a comic book. There you are. Done. You've done it, well done you. <laughs> thank you, thank
1: you. Here's okay. Here's a bit of trivia for you. Then all right. What what band? What Canadian band did uh... Sloan? No, not Sloan. That <laughs> <It> wasn't Sloan. <laughs> what Canadian band did Brian O'Malley, Brian Lee O'Malley get the the title, the title character's name from? In
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. I know the I know the uh, song. I've loved you for a thousand years, a yeah. thousand years. I forget the name of the band though, but I do know the song.
1: It's uh, a something you would find in an orchard. Uh, an apple? Nope. A tree. It's a tree,
0: but what kind of tree? Pear tree, plum tree. Plum tree. Yes, that's a He wears a plum tree, tree shirt yeah, in the uh, right. in the movie. That's right. That's
1: it's right. an acknowledgement of uh, the the uh, the
0: borough. Are all tree uh, farms orchards? No. A Christmas okay. tree farm wouldn't be an orchard.
1: But if it has ah. if it's a fruiting orchard, if it has fruit, then it's an orchard.
0: So it's a it's a peach orchard, a lemon orchard. I've the, only heard apple I think orchard. a lemon grove. I think you have orange groves lemon you, groves, yeah. lime groves. Yeah. Grapefruit. I guess citrus. Weird picturing grapefruits on trees. <laughs> yes. Doesn't that seem wrong? Yes. Like it feels like that's not right. Like yeah. a grapefruit would be on a bush. Like it's too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a heavy-duty tree. That seems that seems wrong. Mm. Okay. Grapefruit. grapefruit trees. Huh. Must be a thing. It must be. And yet, have you ever seen one? No, because we don't live in a climate for for uh, orange trees. Or oh, or for... but David, you have been in other climates in your life. I have. You've seen
1: an orange tree in I your life? I've never... I've been... To You've cause... seen a lemon tree? I, the only place I've ever gone to that could grow lemons, or not grow, grow lemons, grow oranges, is California. I guess Italy could too, but we didn't really go into the countryside too much. I've only been to California, which is the only place I know that Used to grow oranges because I, I watched the
0: two Jakes. Okay, I don't. I mean, think but I've seen in in though. stores. Okay, I've seen sure. a lemon tree. I've seen a lime tree. I've seen an orange tree, uh, but I've never seen a grapefruit tree. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Uh, hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. Because are they real? Are grapefruits real? Well, that's what I was
1: wondering. I was, <laughs> not that they're not real, but I'm wondering if they're like some sort of hybridized fruit that only grows in a certain situation or whatever. I'm
0: now picturing even larger. Grapefruit citrus. have gotten really expensive. Having yeah well you know it's lucky they're awful so I liked, that works I like, out well oh, you can't eat them can you I like grapefruit Well, oh, also yeah they will kill me that's true <laughs> I don't know if they'll kill you that's the other thing they negate, are my mortal enemy they'll
1: negate your medicine right
0: they will negate my uh, medicine that mm, is correct mm. I think so I have changed medicine recently okay uh, so, so but it could I do, be grapefruit
1: friendly if only you were right that's the
0: problem really but much like with uh, alcohol. I tried it when I was young, and it put me off most of it. So, right. So, you <laughs> but, know, my grandparents would have their grapefruit spoon with the yeah, sharp yeah. edge, oh, which I love it. you would forget about, and then you would just put it in your mouth too fast and <laughs> cut your lips up
1: as a kid. Actually, I never had a grapefruit spoon. I always had a grapefruit knife, which I still have a grapefruit knife. Oh. So I pre, pre-cut pre all these segments, and then I just eat it with a spoon. And, and you don't them. go,
0: oof, sour? Uh, Brutally
1: sour? I kinda, no. I, I kind of like the, the taste of uh, okay. grapefruit. Yeah, I don't like it... In th- like, I don't, it's one of those things that you cannot put with other things, though. It's an untamable fruit. Like, you can't have, if you put it in a fruit salad, it just tastes like grapefruit. Okay. Like everything else. Doesn't but isn't that good is if you it. like grapefruit? Well, but I want some variety in my life. I don't want everything to be the same. All right. So what do you cutting do? a fruit salad? What's the point of <laughs> cutting up all this fruit and then putting grapefruit in it so it all tastes the same? It's <laughs> a fair point.
0: What, uh, what do you, uh, okay, so how do you eat your grapefruit?
1: A seg- like a half, and then I'll just segment it, and then eat it with a spoon.
0: Okay, no sugar or anything on it? No, no, no. Okay. And you put the other half in the fridge for later? Yeah, sure, I guess. Or at least so has it. Oh, so, you, okay. There's you, two of us, so. Yeah, I know, but it's the odds that two people could tolerate the taste. Oh,
1: she loves grapefruit. Wow. She drinks grapefruit juice, which is, I don't Holy a, I don't go that far. Okay. With my grapefruit enjoyment.
0: She grew up like drinking grapefruit juice and having no pizza. <laughs> that just seems like call child protective services. <laughs> I don't know if she
1: drank Quite a, uh, grapefruit juice as a kid. I don't think any of us would have drank grapefruit so juice. So there
0: must before. be a, a time in her life as an adult yeah. where she was like, I'd like to try some grapefruit juice. Yeah. And you tasted it and didn't go, Oh my god, what? <laughs> like you went, Oh, pretty good. And then drank it and kept yeah, drinking it. Kept drinking it. Weird. And bought it. Paid money for Paid it. Paid money. Yeah. Like it wasn't a dare. They don't, they don't have to
1: they don't have to pay her. Wow. Could someone help us get rid of all this grapefruit
0: juice? I'll I'll help.
1: No, it's like it's, I always
0: assumed with my grandparents it was because you know they'd both been smokers, mm. and so it's like, well, you need a flavor that can cut through <laughs> that, right? That's a, that's why they would have big chunks of onion on their salads and yeah. whatnot because yeah. you know you're fighting. Also, it the, tastes good. Well, not big chunks of onion on your salad. Oh sure, like a Greek salad have a big chunk of onion in it. That's a good. That's a that's a fun find. Okay, I'm starting to suspect you're a smoker. <laughs> Secret speaker. Chunk of onion is a great find. Yeah. It's tasty. Well, that's a nice break from the feta cheese. Yeah, bunch of garbage <laughs> cheese, <laughs> and
1: the too soft uh, tomato that's in there.
0: Yeah, I guess when I was a kid, having um, like a Greek salad, to be like, oh, oh my god, onion! Oh, that's so bad. Well, let me go back. Oh, green pepper, fuck's sake. Okay, well, I'm going to have something. If I had olives, I'm just going to have the cheese. I like cheese. Ah, what? How'd you ruin the cheese? Oh, I like that. And everything cheese. was uh, terrible. And you just got to like eat the cucumbers and then just like leave. <laughs> when the cucumbers are the best thing. <laughs> That's a rough salad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like, I like all that stuff. So I like vegetables. It'd be interesting interviewing kids and going, what do you think you're going to eat as an adult? Mm. Like you're an adult, you yeah, get to yeah. pick your own food. Mm. Uh, you get to buy your own food. What's yeah. your dinner? What's your breakfast? What's your lunch? What's your dinner? Yeah. And then when you, when they become adults, see like how close was it <laughs> to what you what you thought you yeah. wanted.
1: Well, as young adults, we tend to not eat that well because we are living out those fantasies. So I can eat, you know, I'll just have pizza every day <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, pizza every day isn't really too good for the old the old uh, body. Whatever, whatever part of you is some. Unless you're Italian,
0: up. in which case it's great for you and you have like <laughs> excellent complexion and, and the best of health.
1: Well, I imagine,
0: yeah. Then you got that uh, Stanley Tucci uh, tight bod. Mm, I think he, I think he exercises. I don't think he gets I'm, sure, from, I'm sure he does. I don't too. think he gets
1: it from pizza. Oh yeah, well no, it's Italians have related. to
0: walk uphill constantly <laughs> on cobbled streets. Like he doesn't so, live. I don't think he lives in Italy though. Stanley mm-hmm. Tucci. Yeah, I was watching Stanley Tucci the other day. He's doing these little videos for this yeah. uh, green pan. I wrote him
1: a, I wrote him a a, a note just suggesting a podcast name for him. Which is? A Tucci of class.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: but he didn't write back.
0: Uh, I, I I sent him one that says, good Tucci, bad Tucci. <laughs> and mean, you could talk about traumatic and good things. <laughs> sure. Okay. So he's got this pan and the whole basis. Of, it's like the, the green pan, it's called. So you'd think it's like... Mm. Echo whatever friendly, I don't know. But e- eco friendly, sure. Okay, uh, echo friendly. It's friendly to the dolphin. Echo from the <laughs> old video game. Uh, so you cook spaghetti, and then you, you it it's got its own strainer. So you just pick it up, and like the water strains out. Oh, okay, and then you uh, you can then you've got like a pot of pasta water there. Yeah, and he says it saves me a step. I'm like, fair enough. It's fine. Wait, sorry. So he's cooking the. Okay, so he's cooking spaghetti. Cooking just the noodles. Yeah, just the noodles in, in boiling a, in water. In a pot, in a pot of boiling but, water. But the, there is on top of the pot basically a strainer. It's basically in a strainer in a pot. Yeah, yeah. So when you pick up the one, the strainer bit. Sure, sure. It, you just lift it up and not over your sink and dump it out or anything. Mm-hmm. You just lift it straight up and then like if you've got a sauce nearby, yeah. bloop into the sauce, okay. mix it up and you're fine. And yeah. then you can add the pasta water because they've got the pasta water there oh. and thicken your sauce. Okay, okay, so there you go. So I'm watching him do this, and I've seen him do a couple of recipes, and they're okay. But he was doing one where he's like, I got friends coming over. It's like, all right, good (laughs) stuff. Uh, So we're adding uh, some onions and some garlic. We're going to put in the tomatoes, a bit of basil, and there's the spaghetti. And now we're adding the pasta water, and he put it there. And he's serving it to his friends. Just want to go, that's not enough. That's not good enough. (laughs) You're a bad friend. You're not even fucking seasoning the gut. Like, I know you put salt in the water. Yeah. I realize that. Sure. I realize that. You're not having a a lick of cheese on that. You're not having anything. That's all all there is? Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of olive oil as well. Mm. I understand. Culturally, yes. (laughs) I understand. But, like, that's not enough. That is not enough flavor, Jack. Yeah. It's just not. It's just, hmm. That's sure thing. That is food. This will sustain us while we walk up the cobblestone roads that are all of Italy. But maybe that's how they
1: like it in Italy. They they, they like a
0: they like it just like a mama used to make. Just like just like a mama,
1: but they like it uh, kind of plain. Yeah, because if you go there and you get pizza in Italy, it's not it's nothing like ours, which are like you know this delicious. loaded. Yeah. <laughs> delicious, and I think that's probably why pizza is good for Italian people. Is that they? It's so readily available there. And so commonly had that you don't have that kind of like, like I think when, when, like personally speaking for myself, when I get pizza, I like pig out on it because it's like, this is a treat that's not going to happen until my next birthday. So I better have as much as I can have it now, even though I have it much more often than that. But I'm still in that mindset of of as a kid, pizza being very rare and something you would get on your birthday because you never got it anyway. So you better ask for it for your birthday or you're not going to get pizza when, you know, for a long time. So your friend has a party, and you convince him to get pizza, right? And so
0: I try to convince him to get the good toppings.
1: <laughs> get the good toppings, yeah. And so, uh, so I think that's that kind of like feast or famine kind of informs the way we eat pizza mm-hmm. in North America. But I think in Italy, it's you know it's right on the corner. They're, they 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 cook it in they cook it the most simple dumb way possible. When you look at it, you're just like, well, let's get this junky pizza that they've cooked in a in in a uh, toaster oven. Uh, this garbage and was the best thing i ever had yeah so but we don't really have that like here you know when you get pizza you get three two or three pizzas and then you just- i think
0: this is, i think the trick is because the roads are so and again i've never been to italy but i've been to other places in europe yeah and i get i get a european road sure which is jesus christ so by the time you get to lunch mm. you're starving you're starving. You're starving. You've just been walking around, and uh, and you're so hungry, and like anything would taste good. Mm. A bowl of dust would be the most <laughs> delicious thing you've ever had. And so, yeah, they're already like on the road to mm. deliciousness that way. And then they'll say it's a old family recipe, yeah. and they'll have the right music playing, and you sure. know, you'll see the nice person, yeah, you know, serving you. And you'll,
1: yeah, you know, there are modern parts of to Europe. Like, sure. I mean, I know there are old, like, yeah. winding cobblestone roads, but that's, those are like kind of touristy places where people live. There's like paved roads and they can walk without breaking an ankle on cobblestones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I remember us being in France and, uh, and getting a, and going to McDonald's because, you know, that's what an asshole I am. But going to McDonald's and getting a Big Mac there. Sometimes you want to taste a home. Yeah. And going like, this is so fucking delicious. But you can't say that. You can't like turn around to people and go, I, "It's really good, though, <laughs> right?" Increíble. Yeah, it's really yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty fucking good. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm all for croissants, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but not bad, mm. right? Like, it kind of mixes everything just to the right degree. It's the right amount of salty, sweet, you know, savory. It's got the whole. It's got the whole fucking thing. Mm. Croissants are fine. Your croissants are fine. What your mom made was fine. It's great. Your moms are great. All your moms are great. It's fine. I don't. I didn't.
1: I think when I went there with Lisa, we we went to Burger King and got a a burger when we were in France. But yeah, it's something you do because well, partly you're shy, and it's much easier to order in those places than it is to order in a yeah, restaurant.
0: Especially now that they all have gigantic iPhones that you can just like poke <laughs> your order into Sure, and... that makes
1: it easier too. And then, uh, yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's hard to know where it's hard to know where to go, and you're just sort of an ignoramus, so you tend to like go to what you know which is fast food say oh i know what this tastes like and what and how to order it i don't know what to do in a cafe do you just sit at
0: the table do you wait to get seated what happens here and you also know it's going to be cheap that's the other thing yeah and you know you're already like spent all the money in the world (laughs) you know okay this will be this will be fine that's true just sit down and you feel you feel safe for a short period of time yeah maybe there's someone near you speaking english you're like Okay, all right, everything's (laughs) going to be just fine, then you go outside, and "Ah, I'm the dumbest man in the world, I don't know anything, oh, help, help, I'm going to cross the street, no, the cars go the other way.
1: (laughs) I don't really really ever feel that way when I travel, actually.
0: Mm. You don't feel like the dumbest person in the world? No, I
1: don't feel like the dumbest person in the world. I feel like I'm a
0: tourist, and I'm exploring your place. I want to wear a badge that just says, sorry. (laughs) That's it. And then just go into it. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I don't. My experiences in France, and I know not everyone's experiences are the same as other people's, but I've never had like a bad or rude experience in France. I've been thrown out of the, of Notre Dame. Not mm. me, but Lisa was thrown out of Notre Dame. But I guess there were clear rules that you, like, women couldn't wear uh, sleeveless shirts inside the cathedral. So, yeah. and she was because it was like summertime in Paris, yeah. so it was insane. And,
0: that uh, really, oh, God, that just makes me want to just, like, show up there and just go, your rule is dumb. <laughs> well, we just feel it was dumb. I mean, I mean... Your rule is so dumb. It's just like... That's, like, the most... You, that's the can most you picture I've ever had there? Can you picture anything with like Jesus where Jesus would just go that woman is showing her shoulder. No! Like that's so not Jesus. <laughs> he would wash her shoulders, you know, there'd be a story about the the sh- the person who had nice shoulders. Sure. And you know, you'd learn a lesson. The idea of like kicking a woman out in like, <laughs> you know, th- this day and age for like showing her shoulders. You just want to say, "Look, we've looked the other way for a lot of shit you guys yeah. have done. <laughs> How about you look the other yeah. way because someone's hot?" To
1: She's... be, to be fair, well, he says hot, but to be fair, this was in 1989, so it was a different time, different time. Mm. You know, that was more of a sleeve sleeve time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People were more into sleeves in those days. Yeah, okay.
1: it's a weird. It was it was weird, and was, you know, it's kind of embarrassing that we got thrown out of a cathedral.
0: Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be embarrassed in church like (laughs) it should be this welcoming place it's like it's so yeah ah that makes me so mad i don't think
1: catholicism is known as the most welcoming religion
0: well once again it's it's just like we've cut you guys so much slack (laughs) on so much shit you are on the thinnest of fucking ice Mm. you know don't don't even start oh you're getting on your high horse now are you (laughs) okay sounds good
1: yeah. Mhm. It'd be harder to. I I have a feeling that the rules are different now. It feels like Times the Pope now on. would
0: just go, "Come on." Come on. Come I on. Think time will. It's It's Pope Mic, "Come on." Here we go. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's does the he still does the the greatest hits. Uh, you know, so, you know, he's not like, you know, that. But, yeah, he really is. show a little shoulder. It's fine. <laughs> Who cares? Nothing in the Bible again Yeah. No. Would but, you kick anyone out of your church for showing a little shoulder? Uh, no I uh, no or how about just, wearing shorts? Someone comes Yeah, shorts. Someone comes in flip flops. Get out
1: of here. No, I've worn shorts to shirts. <laughs> or sh- I've worn shorts to church, so
0: Good. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus' time it got hot. Someone
1: Yeah, you yeah. imagine
0: so? There was summertime. They had summertime then. Yep. They
1: didn't call it summertime, but
0: what what do they what do they call? I don't know. I don't know the Latin word The hot the, wrath. or the Aramaic word. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold wrath times now. It's hot wrath times. <laughs> yeah, and what do you call spring and uh, autumn? Uh, limbo and purgatory. Oh, all right, fair enough. We're gonna need those words for something else, though. <laughs> so we're taking them from you.
1: Limbo and purgatory. I imagine those are middle age inventions, middle ages inventions, not not early church or even before church. Before
0: they have the same thing, right? Limbo and purgatory.
1: I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I think limbo is like the idea of a waiting place, and isn't purgatory like some sort of
0: like unbaptized baby land? Yeah,
1: like a weird kind of attempt to like. It's just it's a usual thing that when you start like trying to figure out rules that you just end up all you make tying yourself in a knots. You know,
0: the way, yeah, you also get into that weird situation where you just go and so they're babies forever. Yeah. Like so they're just <laughs> shitting their pants forever. <laughs> they never learn to talk. Mm-hmm. They never can walk. It's just like. Yeah. just be so strange to like walk into an area f- full of like just full of babies like is anyone taking care of these babies or are they just like letting the babies run wild like what's it what's your scenario here someone paint this so I know what this looks like because it'd be strange but no one's no yeah. I don't think anyone painted the the baby area that's
1: that's why the whole concept of heaven is is dumb but I don't see that at church because people, people i would like assume it, you don't people get you'll yeah. <laughs> get upset not everyone people don't aren't married to the concept but some people some people from other backgrounds Mm -hmm. who've kind of washed up in our church they still have trouble they still kind of hold on to their uh parts of their their old old religion their old beliefs
0: but yours mainly deals with the here and now yeah okay
1: i mean we they talk about talk about the bible talk about the
0: infinite talk about the infinite not so much about the infinite it just depends so what would a typical sermon be you go into your you go into your church, mm-hmm. and uh, first thing that happens is what in the church? Yeah, so I go, you go walk to, in the I, door. So go we, in the church, yeah, yeah. on Sunday, so. uh, and uh, and you go in and uh, and you sit sit yourself down. Yeah, that's the first thing that happens. So then we have you don't you don't do any of that Catholic stuff of like a little holy water on the face. Do a little uh, <laughs> kneel. No, don't do any no. of that. Uh, we do have we do
1: have uh, water like holy water there, but okay, it's not like some people. We'll put their finger in it and stuff, but it's just up to you. It's an up to you thing. Prove you're not a demon. Prove you're not a demon. And then, uh, so of course, like any community, we have announcements. That's how church starts. Okay. Cause they've never figured out a way to like have information passed to the congregation that doesn't evolve. at some point things get going grinding to a halt. So someone can come and say, yeah, hi, I'm here. Just want to let everyone know that we'll be doing the, uh, pancake, uh, dinner. Uh, on February the 13th. So I just wanted, you know, so I'd let you know that will be, yeah. So after that, then we sing a hymn. Okay. And the priests and the, the deacons and whatever, they all, they parade in and okay. then they sit down and then we finish singing. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say they sit down. They stand because everyone should be standing when this is happening. So everyone's standing and they come in and we remain standing and then we say, the collect, as it's called, which is a prayer, uh, which I've memorized, but I can only say it when it's cued in my head <laughs> in part of the service. Okay. And, then, and then we say the prayer of the day, which is like the different. So the collect, we say every week. It's the same thing every week. That's why I okay. memorized it. And then the other one is just like a prayer, or depending what the day is or whatever the date, wherever it falls in the church calendar. And then what do we do after that? Then we hear the word of God. Which is what? So we have the lectionary. So there's three readings from the Bible. So we do an Old Testament reading, Mm -hmm. do a psalm, do a New Testament reading, do a hymn, do the gospel reading, then we have the sermon. And so the sermon ideally deals with what we heard in in the readings.
0: Okay. Do they have a theme usually? So they'll
1: take, yeah, they'll find something to talk about from one of the readings. Okay. They might not do all of them. They might kind of like pick what they want to talk about from, you know... The different ones, commonly from the gospel, the gospel. You know, it's the greatest hits for the Christian church.
0: Yeah, give the people what they want.
1: <laughs> and so then, so then we have we have the sermon, and then after the sermon, we do the Nicene Creed, which is what, which is a, basically a statement of belief that was formulated in like 500 A.D. around there when they had the Nicene, uh, the Nice, the conference in nicaea or whatever so this is where they like kind of everyone got together and like agreed on what god was what christ was what the holy spirit was and they put together this kind of creedal formula things that we say so so you know like has all the kind of stuff like jesus is you know god from god begotten not made light from light all the sort of you know came came to, from heaven to earth you know uh Forgive sins, blah, blah, blah. So all They that got, kind of stuff. they got their story straight. Died, raised for the dead. Yeah. yeah. So it was it's just kind of like, this is what, this is kind of like, this is what we all agree on. We all agree on this, right? Everyone. So they had like this big meeting. And so some things I'm sure were like thrown out, you know, what about when he ate peanut butter? No, we're not putting that into the creed. We don't need some to. have allergies.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah. And then other things, you know, were like, so then, so they agree on that. And then they agree on what the Holy Spirit is. These were kind of, you know, for whatever reason, for like 500 years, people just like happily, You know, got together, worshipped, were Christians, did whatever Christians do at that time, and then they went home. And then at some point someone went, hey, we better all agree on what we all agree on, because otherwise, because we're all so spread out that we need to have like kind of like a central tenet of belief. Otherwise, we don't, we're going to lose, you know, it'll get so watered down that no one knows what the heck, you know. Because he had like Gnostics and Manichaeans and all kinds of different kind of like heretical thinking I put that in air quotes, heretical thinking of the time where, you know, like Gnostics denied to Gnostics, like the flesh was evil, the spirit was good. So they refused to believe that Christ was embodied like in a human body, but he was just a spirit who like walked that if you saw him walking, he would leave no footprints. He didn't actually die on the cross because no no spirit could die on the cross. Just things like that, right? So so people are like okay, get those Gnostics out of here because that's a bunch of garbage. And
0: so they crucified a ghost, basically.
1: That's how they that's how they want, wanted to see it because to them right. the because the body is so evil. There's no way that God mm. could inhabit this horrible loathsome thing that we have to live in. And so uh... I take that personally. <laughs> and uh, I think Manichaeans are kind of the same. They didn't believe that Christ was, the, I think it was, they didn't believe that Christ was the son of God and that he was raised from the dead. They, could, they they didn't buy that part of it. And once again, that was like, you know, kind of contrary to what everyone was, the gospels and stuff were saying. So that was kind of like, so they had this big thing. So anyway, so we do the Nicene Creed. Then we do the prayers of the people. So someone from the congregation comes up and they, they'll do like a, a prayer that they have written usually they'll just kind of do like a they'll kind of search through the book of alternative services and find like phrases and stuff or little sections they like and they'll put it together and then you kind of pray for like certain things like you pray for community you pray for pray for people for community for the sick for the dead for the church just stuff like that and then you kind of then you wrap it all up so that's like a corporate prayer so everyone stands or sits or whatever for it um and then after that, we have our confession. So, once again, that's a corporate confession. We just say it together. Um, that, uh, once again, I haven't memorized, but I have to have the cue of the service to, to, you know, for me to say it.
0: Are you ready to repent? That <laughs> that's help? right. That's Send right. You that's you right. Up?
1: Yeah, we're kind of like half Pentecostal. It's a lot of yelling at each other. Um, and then, uh, and after that, what happens after that? So, then we have after that, I missed a step. <laughs> I did miss I missed a step, I think. Because we before Prayers of the People we ha- we have our um we do our um greet like our greetings to each other. Like I can't remember what it's called now where we you know where you I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, there's a part of the service where it's gotten, le- it's gotten because of COVID kind of calmed it down. It's a little bit, it used to be like really like huggy and stuff like that. And you're just kind of like, this is crazy. Like what if, what are strangers going to do at this place where all these people are like hugging each other? Because, you know, they know each other for years, right? And then I prefer now where it's some more handshaking and stuff like that. Or even just like peace signs. Peace. Yeah, peace. Yeah, peace. May the peace of God be with you or whatever. We, just power- okay. we say the peace to each other.
0: We used to in Catholic Church. Do so the peace be with you and all Yeah,
1: be- Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. May the peace of God be with you and, and also with you. Yeah. And then we say it to each other. And then we sing a hymn and they do the collection. And then and then we do the prayers of the people and the confession. Because the confession leads into communion. Because the idea is that when you confess, then you are then you're ready for communion for the Eucharist. So then we do the Eucharist, and that is the, you know, going up and getting the bread and the wine or the juice if you prefer. Um
0: so, do people actually drink wine? Mm-hmm. Like, drink? Okay, mm-hmm.
1: it's watered down wine because it's yeah. mixed with with holy water, they right? When they're doing the so, how do they do
0: that without like spreading? Like, are they drinking from the same cup? Yep. Everybody? Yep. How's that yep. not like spread like herpes and like? How's that possible? How's that work?
1: I don't think herpes spreads by by drinking. Drink
0: from the same glass. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think you it. can get like a uh, you can get herpes with glass. I don't think so. Yeah, you can. It's a virus, of course, you can. It's on on the lip of the glass, and then the next uh-huh. person drinks it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why would why would uh, her, why would the herpes virus? Well, I mean, I've been not be, uh, I've been going
1: to church for a long time, and I've never <laughs> <laughs> okay. Herpes, so. No, I just wonder. I just wondered <laughs>
0: that because, like, yeah. you know, that's. I mean, how... they
1: do they do wipe the rim of the glass, but I don't know. if oh, that okay. Would, I not Well, then that would... that's how it's oh, okay. not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when I have a cold, I get the juice because it's individual little cups that oh, you okay. can drink from. But if I'm like healthy, then I just have the wine. Uh, and then then we choir sings through through communion. Then after communion pretty much it's wrap-up time it's pretty good It's a good right. feeling now you're like ah oh, we're almost done so you go the up the for choir
0: because you're part of the choir
1: yes i go up as right. choir and then we sit down and we sing while other people are going through or doing the uh, communion and then we do kind of we kind of like i have a hymn that sort of grew, you know kind of takes us out of communion and then into the final prayers where the priest says the grace and then we say the prayers of the people not prayers of the people but another prayer which i love which i can't remember now sorry <laughs> But I do love it. I don't think it's you like, go to church. It's like, ah, um, oh, I love it. It's because it's basically a send out, right? It's like you know, take what you, what who we are, and bring it out into the world, basically, right? And do good, and you know, and then so we say that prayer, and then we sing the final hymn, and everyone prays out to the entrance, like all the priests and and the people that are helping. They go up to the and while we sing, and and the congregation sings, and then someone says, "Go out into the world and." Do, you know, whatever. And then we say, thanks be to God, hallelujah. Because we say hallelujah because we're like, we're done. <laughs> Woo, time for coffee. And then, yeah. Then you go have a cookie or two or three and talk to people in the church hall.
0: Oh, they, so they supply the cookies.
1: Someone, yeah. Some people are kind okay. enough to bring cookies.
0: Okay. You know, so they have like I thought a, like you guys all go out then to like a cookies by George or No, something. no, no. We just okay. uh,
1: someone. They just have like a rotating group of people, rotating people who come in and they'll bring in like... Cake or cookies and things like that. And oh, that's fruit nice. and stuff, and cheese and crackers. And
0: I assume, as you were saying, coffee, coffee as And well. coffee, of course,
1: which is the, as everyone knows who goes to church, is the engine of all churches. It's a, it's sure. the, it's a gasoline that drives a church that powers it. Um,
0: yeah, where would rehab be, or not rehab, but like, you know, <laughs> AA, uh, AA type meetings oh, yeah. be without uh, yeah. coffee? Oh, yeah. That guys... was probably the secret sauce, was like, they probably for years. Went like, okay, we're going to do all these recovery things. We got all this. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. And like, no one, it never worked. And then no someone went, I'm bringing free coffee. Boing. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, done. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. there's always, uh, well, when I used to do the Thursday meals, there's always, uh, there'd be a, a guy who would come in, you know, someone from AA. So they would uh, come in to collect the big coffee urn and get the coffee and stuff ready. And you say, yep, that's, that's a meeting. People getting together, going to be coffee. I don't drink it myself, but I know people like it, so yeah. that's fine. And it
0: uh, it does the job that it does.
1: I guess it does. I feel like I don't know. I've never, just never needed it, but well, that's fine. I get by. But yeah, that's basically the service. It Used to be really long when I first started at church. I was so I was so mad, not mad, but just kind of like what's going on? Because I went for the longest time. I went to morning service at Christ Church Cathedral in Vancouver. And so I went to the morning service. So it was that's
0: a that's a big commute
1: because uh, I was working downtown then. Oh, that so makes I would sense. just walk right. over from work, oh, okay. go to go to church, and then I would get on the sky train and go home. Or sometimes I would go with people, and they would go over to Hotel Vancouver and have a tea there. Yeah, but I would only do that occasionally because it's very expensive. Sure, I, I thought, why why am I working for free on a Sunday then? I'm not getting any money, and paying for all this tea. But anyways, and I don't drink tea. So, um, but yeah, so it was a book of common prayer service. So that that was a change for me cuz so when I so I was going I was going to this Book of Common Prayer which is the old uh hymn, kind of like service book for the for the Anglican right. Church. And then it was it was just a spoken service. I don't even know if there was a a Eucharist in it. I think it was just a like a just kind of like a morning prayer service. It was really short. It was like 20 minutes, half an hour. It was great. And I just take off. <laughs> and so then when I started going to St Dunstan's uh the first service I went to is like, you know, I was it starts off and, and everyone's singing. I'm like, oh okay, I guess they're singing. I have never sang before in the church. So I was okay, that's fine. So you're singing along a little because 'cause you'd never these are all new yeah. to you, of course, like when you go to a funeral and you're a teenager. Okay, everyone sing him, whatever. <laughs> it's like what's going on? Uh, so that's how I kind of felt. And then uh and then like but the fourth time we're singing, I was just like, What's with all the songs? <laughs> this is taking forever. Yeah, it was and I don't know why. For the longest time, it was like an hour and 45 minutes for services, like an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes for services. It was crazy, like way too long. Yeah, it's way too long. And when we got our last priest, who unfortunately was stolen from us by the church... um
0: oh, I guess they didn't read that command. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One, you coveted our, uh, f- our, our uh, they priest. They did cover our priest. And them. then they stole them. <laughs>
1: so then... Um, yeah, when he he came, suddenly the services went from that long down to an hour and 15 to an hour and 10 minutes. And you're just like, ah, that's, now we're talking. This is way better. <laughs> now this super long service. I don't know why it was so long. Yeah,
0: Again, as a kid, I, when we went to a Catholic church, uh, it was infinity long. Like you just, oh, yeah, a just kid, I forever yeah. on the yeah. hardest bench. You're just <laughs> sitting there and it's just like, ugh. And it was before yeah. they had, it feels like before they had padding on, like, mm. the kneeling areas as well. Yeah. It's just like, you should feel the pain. Yeah. Good for you. That's, that's you know, Christ suffered. Why shouldn't you suffer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Christ wants me to suffer. You know, that was one thing Christ never said was like, hey, you're suffering? Good. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're, I think the reason they're built is they were cheap and easy to make. Sure. You know, They've
0: since padded them. They're all well, well padded. Well, we don't you don't want have pews, and you don't even want to be the guy who goes in there and just goes, "Oh, you get the padded Think like <laughs> nothing makes you look older than that. <laughs> Saying like, "When I was a kid, yeah, this was covered in glass, broken glass everywhere you went." We just have chairs. We don't mm-hmm. have we don't have pews
1: because when the when the church was in the wilderness for so long, uh, like literally just going into school gymnasiums for sure. service because that the old church had been burnt down, uh, arson. They. Uh, they couldn't bring the pews with them. So they would just get the ch- ch- chairs, you know, the school chairs and set them up in the gym. And everyone was just like, when they built the church, everyone was like, you know, that was great having the chairs like that. Because you could just do them in any way you wanted. And people were like, yeah, it was really good. So they just brought in nice, comfortable chairs. So,
0: Not to not to bring up uh, that fall asleep, that, uh, that jerk. But uh, did you see the uh, picture of Donald Trump pl- praying this week? <laughs> no. Okay. So there's a picture. Probably of... one of
1: the most devout well, that was the th- there's,
0: there's put, put, put. a nice thing to it. It's like, uh, so there's a picture of uh, Donald Trump praying in church, yeah. and uh, it's not a picture, it's like uh, art. Oh, art, art, But it's like, you know, it's AI art. Oh. So so um, <laughs> he retweeted it or retruthed it on his Truth Social site. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at it and go, like, what's wrong with this? Like, there's one thing that's obviously wrong. Yeah. And then there's another thing that's like, what is it? And the one thing that's obviously wrong is he's praying and he's got six fingers on each hand. Okay. So, mm, you know. <laughs> and then the other thing you're like hands. why does this look yeah. wrong? And it's because he's backwards in the pew. <laughs> like he's praying to the back of the church. <laughs> and God. it's and it's like one you go like Okay, these are people who have never been to church. Yeah. Or just not recently to the point where they don't know how a pew looks. Yeah, yeah. Like I can see how you might make this mistake if you've never seen a church before and don't understand how a pew works, but it's clearly the back of the church he's aiming at and he's got <laughs> six fingers. Yeah. On each of his hands, and it's like, look, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but if you wanted to like make a picture of the Antichrist, mm. six fingers on each hand, and then like facing the like reverse praying in church, yeah, that's it. That's the that's the picture. There you go. But no, that was all. Yay! Look at this. It's good stuff. <laughs> Everyone's excited. Yep. Yeah,
1: it's you can't you can't win. You can't like you can't argue argue anyone out of that. So.
0: You can you can go. He's facing backwards. Like ask the AI. I mean, AI you can't program. say that,
1: but no one they don't care. Well, the, like the, no one's going to say like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm not I'm not
0: a fan of Donald Trump anymore. Oh no no. But I'm I'm saying whoever did the picture. Oh yeah. You can say to them, tell the computer to have him face the other way, <laughs> because it's a computer and it's not going to yeah. give a shit. Yeah yeah. And I don't know how long this takes, but I'm assuming ten seconds. Apparently, they didn't they didn't care either. Yeah, I guess they didn't care either. So right. was it like a
1: photograph or a painting?
0: Uh, it was like a, It looked like art. It was okay. an AI,
1: okay. you know, bit of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, uh, I was looking. I guess uh, soon to be. Uh, he'll write us a letter later. But uh, Ed had Ed, Thank you, Ed, for doing this. By the way, he sent me some. Someone had created some Tintin style art or J style art using AI, but it's not really. It doesn't really look like Tintin. There's a person that Ed also pointed me towards.
0: I'm showing you the picture now. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, what's great about that picture is that you have to do AI to actually get Trump uh praying. Yeah. Cuz it's not going to happen in real life. So you might as well use No, AI. he's not going
0: to put his his chin down cuz that doubles up the neck. Yeah. And that's an unflattering uh look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> AI, it hates hands. Okay. But there's like yeah, there's a guy
1: named Adam Murphy on Instagram who draws uh he I guess he was a Disney artist, but he he was he was for a little while he was doing kind of he was riffing on Hergé's uh, Claire Ligna style and doing like a lot of kind of Tintin meets oh, okay. Columbo and Tintin meets Indiana Jones. and
0: Right. I saw the Indiana Jones one. And so, yeah,
1: he's doing like some Indiana Jones ones where he's like creating like new movies as sort of like comic albums with like a cover and a, and a back cover. Um, oddly credited to him and to the, and I'll just say hit the name of the person, the real Paul, Ber, Paul Ber, Verhoeven. And I'm like, Paul Verhoeven, the director? Is he helping him write, <laughs> uh, pretend storylines for, for future Indiana Jones movies? Oh, all right. Huh. That's weird, but okay. That is
0: very weird. Yeah, it's odd.
1: But anyhow, so then, uh, so those are really pleasant and kind of fun to look at and, and they have a liveliness to them. But the AI ones, they just don't seem quite as, I don't know. They don't, no. They don't get, they don't get it, I guess is the thing.
0: Yeah. And they're going to get slicker with time and mm. what have you, but, <laughs> <laughs> it's i was watching um the new uh apple vision uh goggles have you seen have you nope. seen that okay it looks like vr but mm-hmm. you can see through the uh front bit so you can see the person's eyes okay so okay thing. and it's a new apple thing and it's coming out and it's going to be almost four thousand dollars which is insanity for now now yeah but it's insanity Mm -hmm. and then there's like other stuff on top of that if you want to have the battery last longer than you know two hours yeah um but yeah i was watching apple's kind of infomercial for it and they had a woman with a guy on a couch and i was just like uh and this is a person who's never seen this before that's right i haven't seen this before all right well why don't we try it on yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> and it was just like, well, what the hell is this bullshit? And it's, it's all a testimonial. Yeah, it's it's everything you expect it to be. It's all yeah. fine and fine. Uh, you know, and uh It's like you can put it on and it does the VR thing where it blocks everything out or it can not block everything out. And like if something's moving in the room, so say your friend's walking up to you, you can see them coming. Yeah. So you don't get the uh, thing or the cat's about to jump on you. Yeah. You can see the cat wagging its tail and you're going to be fine.
1: I thought it would do like an overlay onto the real world, which would be kind of neat.
0: Oh they do well this is the other oh, okay. thing too okay. it will scan it will definitely scan the world around you and then it can add stuff to it or mm. enhance that is definitely one of the things is uh augmented reality yeah. not just virtual reality sure. so you know i mean that but that technology is sort of available now there's a ghostbusters game that's out uh, that you can play where you're like ghost busting in your living room or whatever. And at one point the uh, ceiling blows off and there's a monster that comes in through your ceiling. Hmm. And it's a pretty effective, you know, thing. So yeah, that yeah. stuff, that stuff does exist. It's okay. fine. But they were, uh, they were showing it all. And it's all your standard stuff of, uh, you know, you can watch a movie that's huge and it's immersive and it's 3D. And they showed like, uh, the, one of the weird things was they showed like how you do FaceTime now. So you call up somebody, yeah. and then you uh, you you can either just talk to them, and they got they're floating in front of you. Okay, like that's that's fine because <laughs> they've got their camera on their computer. Yeah, you can see them. Or if they're wearing one of these, uh, then it generates a CGI image of them. Okay, and and it's their computer face. Oh. you know kind of blinking or whatever but it's reacting to it's scanning the person at the time so if they blink in real life the computer face blinks oh. but it is that ai type it's not ai but that that cgi distortion of like oh what am i looking at yeah yeah it's disturbing why is this sure. person <laughs> and the uh, and the big thing they were showing was like uh you know uh, now sit back and uh and uh, pushed this button, and then a, basically a, a vortex opened, and a dinosaur entered the the living room, and was walking around, and, uh, and I was just like saying saying to Pia, "The dinosaur is pornography. Yeah. Well, we can't say <laughs> pornography." But would you like the dinosaur? In the a room. nice big yeah. dinosaur <laughs> right in front of you. How do you like dinosaurs? How much do you like dinosaurs? Because listen, man, we got every fucking dinosaur you can believe. <laughs> You can see any goddamn dinosaur. You want to see a pteranodon? We can do that shit for you. You want a megalodon? We can make that fucking happen. Hey, you want a couple of uh, curious mammals thrown in? Yeah, that'll that'll go down. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be fine. Yep, dinosaurs right in your living room. <laughs> and you got the headphones in, so no one knows that you're looking at dinosaurs. Hmm. Those dinosaurs you like so much. And here's a button that'll switch it immediately to dinosaurs. I mean, real dinosaurs from the dinosaurs that we're talking about. I wonder if that would be too, too real. A dinosaur? No,
1: (laughs) not a dinosaur, not a dinosaur. What a dinosaur is standing in for. I wonder if that would just be like, I don't know. It doesn't sound very pleasant to me, Mm. but what do I know?
0: I'm sure, I'm sure at one point people went, well, people enjoy going out to the porno theaters. <laughs> Do they? It's a social experience. <laughs> I don't know if that's Why case. wouldn't you... What? I mean, I guess you could watch Deep Throat at home, but what's the point? <laughs> don't you want to talk about it with your friends afterwards? And yeah. I guess, a weirdo that wants that at home? Okay, fine. Whatever. Crazy yeah. person.
1: I don't know. The, uh, the real one time they showed... Debbie Does Dallas, Mm -hmm. and they encourage people to come and dress up in kind of like a 70s porn glam. It's going to be fun, and
0: we're all going to pretend that it's not weird. And it was weird. (laughs) It's very weird. And people,
1: it really was awkward, and they'd never done it again, because it just was too weird. weird. it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird situation. I don't think people, I don't think people ever thought, I mean, I think for a while, like a short time, people were like, oh, I'll go to the theater and watch Deep Throat or whatever. But I... Because we're cutting edge, we're artsy, yeah. we're uh, we're with it. But I think it's one of those things where you go and you're just kind of like, oh, is this what it is? Ugh.
0: Well, I mean, what it is is Ugh. maybe maybe my date will sleep with me because yeah. you know if they're into going to this, I guess that's a good uh, you know I'm whatever eighty percent of the way there. Yeah, it's possible that eh, maybe this will work. I remember us uh, watching some sort of thing at not the Hollywood Theater, uh, at the Studio Theater, which was also then the Paradise, it called itself both things. Sure. Uh, and it was, I think it was like tr- trailers. Like it was all trailers for famous, funny, yes. interesting I trailers. That, yes. And then the middle of it was like hardcore pornography trailers. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, yeah, and it yeah. was just, uh, oh, ha, 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 You know, you don't want to be the person <laughs> who stands up and goes, well, I never... <laughs> <laughs> been so bored by the third one of these. Jeez Louise, come when, on. When
1: I went to see Pokey Smokes. When I went to see Marink at the Rio for whatever reason they were playing like a an endless uh, avalanche of of not porn necessarily, but euro euro porn, I guess. Like like softcore kind of Emmanuel style film, but a lot of them had more of like a they're more sort of uh, body b-a-w-d-y yeah. body comedies so it's sort of like farces with a lot of nudity and stuff like that uh and they're showing sh- trailer after trailer and at first you're like oh boobs i'm i'm into this i like boobs a lot it's like the holy motor rounder song i like boobs a lot and and then after a while you're kind of like well how much do i like boobs apparently <laughs> <laughs> i like them only for so long i guess i'm not really that interested in this anymore and thank god they had like they kind of moved out of that but oh what a what a weird thing to show you know a, Sitting there with your daughters to see a movie. And Nina was there, too. So you're, like, sitting there with people. like, okay. <laughs> just throw it in her face, I guess. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. I mean, I do like boobs. I'm not going to lie. But there's a lot. Way too many boobs.
0: <laughs> there is there is definitely on, I'm going to say, anything. Yeah. Anything in life mm-hmm. a saturation point. And it's weird when when something that's been like held back from you for so long is then it gets overly saturated in your... Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, like an example would be, you know, I've been to a nude beach, and, you know, at first you're like, oh, jeez, oh, my, oh, geez. And then, you know, seriously, 15 minutes in, yeah, it's done. Like, it's just, just, it's a blur, man. Yeah. It's just, you're, okay, yep, fine. Oh, they have haircuts here? That's, really? <laughs> how much, okay, well, how much is a haircut? Okay. Well, that restaurant doesn't look like it should be near the hair salon. Well, you're like going get hair in it. That's the problem. Okay, fine. So on and so forth. Okay. We're all gonna pretend that this is, uh, this is all just normal, right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're all good. Cause no one wants to stand up and go, well. <laughs> There's a Terry
1: Southern book. I think it's called Blue Movie. And the idea of the story is that some Hollywood producer has a brilliant idea to produce like a, a lavish porn movie with like an actual plot and like a yeah. storyline and a lot of, and money put into it and stuff like that. So it's not like a cheap, yeah. Thing. Like, you know because the problem with especially modern porn is that it's just pointless like it just quickly sets up some sort of scenario and then they just get to do in it and you're just kind of like well, okay
0: that's- because you got someone with a finger on the button who's going to like change the channel in like a second i guess like i'm going to yeah. watch five seconds of this seven seconds of this <laughs> so yeah you're not setting up yeah. a plot yeah yeah uh so i think
1: so i think like the idea of like Going to see a movie, like going to see like a porn, this can never work. I mean, it probably can never work anyway because it's such a private, really is private, folks. It's a really private part of the <laughs> pornography is, mm-hmm. you know, the masturbatory part of it, which you don't really want to be like sharing. And I, I don't really have a raincoat I can wear to the theater. So,
0: mm-hmm. People uh, don't really wear raincoats anymore. No, they don't. And I blame home pornography. <laughs>
1: That's the reason. It's gone. Yeah.
0: You know, like, what? what are you going to do? You can't. <laughs>
1: Uh now I'm thinking of the scene from Pink Flamingos when I can't remember the name the actor's name David something it's like exposing himself to women in parks and stuff like that. But he has like a he has like a, a prawn tied with a string to his penis. Anyway, I don't know why he does. I don't know it's supposed to make it look bigger okay. or if it's scarier. I don't know. Anyway, it's just, it just popped into my head. That's good pornography. <laughs> Pink flamingos. That's what it should be like. Uh
0: but yeah, like. And by the way, flamingos are pink because of prawns. So that all does it all kind of make f- sense.
1: works. Yeah, there you go. The I, I forgot about that. That's true. Uh,
0: yeah. I just... You feed them blueberries, they look weird. Mm. Yeah. I guess that's what would happen. The... I, I know that they look pink because of uh, yeah, the shrimp yeah. that they. Yeah. Maybe over time, genetically, they've, they're now pink. Yeah. And you can't just feed them kale. And they become green flamingos. Yeah. I'm sure someone would have done that.
1: But I wonder if like the prawns that they're eating were actually used for like making dyes, and, and back in the days when you didn't just have chemicals, but mm. you had to like find something that was colorful. You know, like what was it, Porf- porphyria or something like that that was made like a purple color? This was some sort of shell. I I don't know anything about it to be honest with you. Sure. But in the old days, you had to like go to a lot of trouble to get colors.
0: Purple was a lot of trouble. back in the old days yeah someone's dressed in purple you're like woof. did you know that
1: did you know that the art of making red stained glass disappeared sometime you know like 400 years 500 years ago like they can't we can't duplicate the way it was done in the middle ages because it was blood human blood it was human blood no whatever the process was they did it's lost lost to us okay the same way like we don't know how the romans made concrete like we Mm -hmm. know they did make concrete but we don't know what their technique was
0: and you can't reverse engineer it?
1: Yeah, I guess not. I guess... All right. Because this is sand, right? It's just sand and some sort of like... I don't know what makes it harden, though. But yeah. Oh, I know. What's that? Pornography. Pornography will do it. Well, it depends where, where you're... You just show some sand, some real hot uh,
0: yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden, boom! Concrete. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't... And that's what caused the fall
1: of Rome. Well, according to uh, Caligula... Not Caligula. Uh, Is it? Yeah, Caligula. Yeah. That was the cause of the fall of Rome. Was pornography being intercut into a movie that someone made that no one knew was going to (laughs) Right. Pornography intercut into it. I guess that's the one movie that does that.
0: Oh, there's one other, I think. That has like an actual storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uses real actors, has real money in it. Yeah, I feel there's one other. It's like they always mention Caligula and and I forget what the other one is. But uh, I think there's another one that's out there. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. But that would be the only—that's the only one I can think of—is
1: Caligula. And what was great about Caligula was the fact that it played on <laughs> Granville Street for like three years. Yep. And not a day went by that there weren't people protesting outside of it.
0: Well, it's nice. It's nice out. It's yeah, it's a nice street, and you can and, you're right across from the McDonald's and the kitty kiddie- the cat theater. So kitty cat theater. So if you want to yeah. go see some pornography, boom. It's actual pornography, boom, right there. Rather than then the, go across the street, yeah. get some hashish, then when that <laughs> gives you the munchies. The McDonald's is right there. Go by the guy who goes acid. It was the uh, I I found it was more the hash guy but uh, that's mm. me.
1: I always I was always uh, I mean maybe I'm I look more psychedelic than you cuz I was always uh approached with the acid.
0: Well, I always liked that the acid. guy with the hash guy made it sound nice cuz it was like waves going by. I was like hash hash <laughs> hash. And I was so like,
1: guess oh. you're a narc."
0: Oh, I guess yeah. I mean, I don't know. They get listen. to say,
1: "No, I was I was sneezing."
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm looking. I'm trying to look. Yes, yeah, you're trying to look at it up it's, no, it's I'm trying fine. to look up something for a bit of trivia for you.
1: Oh, I thought you were looking up Caligula.
0: No, I'm not looking up Caligula. I'm sorry. Uh, I've never seen Caligula. I've never you? seen it either. It's
1: not that tempting to me. I don't
0: yeah, know. that woman from the 700 Club or whatever. She was always like part of the protest <laughs> for that. The, she did not like it. And good for good for her. Well, you got to have
1: something to do. You got to fill your days.
0: Yeah, and and it never hurts to like tie it in with a like a popular movie. Yeah.
1: I don't okay. know if it was that popular but it was certainly it did play for a long time so it must have been somewhat popular. Right. I don't think it was very successful as a film though. I'm talking about not like successful money monetarily I mean artistically. Because it was because you know what another movie that does that actually now, now that you say that is there's a Swedish film called They Call Me One Eye which is a kind of revenge fantasy, not revenge fantasy but like you know a woman gets raped, comes back to the guys who raped her with a shotgun and but they also blinded her in one eye during the during the assault. And that's mm. what it's called They Called Me When Eye, But for whatever reason, the, the... It's a
0: bit on the nose, uh, name colors.
1: <laughs> the original, the, I guess the producer or whoever bought the film, they then decided it would be great, a good idea to like intercut por- pornography, like porno scenes, into this film. So the only version I've seen of it was Swedish without subtitles. Mm. But I was interested in seeing it. I didn't know about the porno part of it. I was just interested <laughs> in it because Quentin Tarantino had talked about it uh, during Kill Bill. And it influenced the Daryl Hannah character who oh, okay. the, ha, had the pat, eye patch, And so I thought, oh that sounds like an interesting film. So I, I found it on BitTorrent or whatever and I downloaded it, but it had no subtitles or or I'm too technically uh unsavvy to be, be able to figure out how to make the subtitles work. So I had no subtitles. And then for whatever reason, in the middle of like this movie of this woman going on this on this uh <laughs> this uh you know massacre to kill all these people who who, who hurt her. Uh they would just intercut supposedly it's her, but it's not. It's just a different actress having sex with a guy. Oh, okay. And it's just just like this kinda of thrown into the film okay. at odd at odd intervals. And you're like, well that's Because it really <laughs> doesn't help the movie. And I imagine the Caligula is the same. That you're telling mm-hmm. a pretty compelling story of like a real low point in, in Roman yeah. the, the history of the Roman Empire when things really kinda of got out of control. Uh and and then uh, you just sort of suddenly, <laughs> suddenly have these, these uh, full-on hardcore porn scenes, which, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, what can you do? Did you find it? Did you find the other film?
0: Oh, no, I didn't because oh, okay. I wasn't looking for that. I was oh, looking okay. for a different, a different thing. Sorry about that. Okay. But it was about three tangents ago. No um, <laughs> uh, What we tangent? I think
1: uh, we've been talking in one linear. Sure. We got to do that again one day. We have to do that one topic one show. One topic show? Yeah. All right. We have the we have the listeners uh, listeners question show is coming up pretty soon. I think we're at three thirty four today,
0: uh, six thirty four.
1: I mean six thirty four today. So yeah, you yeah, lost. So.
0: You just lost three hundred episodes. <laughs> so we're, we're sixteen episodes away from
1: the listeners question show. So okay. So if you're interested in participating, in that now that I'm thinking about it, listeners, dear listeners, uh, put together some questions and don't forget we always have a grand prize, and every person who sends questions gets a. Fun sticker sent in the mail,
0: right? But we can also, you know, yeah, we can have a topic show. I don't mind doing that. Yeah, you know, we'll ask, uh, we'll ask like for a topic, and Mm -hmm. uh, hey, we'll start gathering topics now. If you've got a topic you want us to talk about for like a full, let's say, hour and a half, uh, then you know, uh, let us know what that topic is. We'll put it in a hat and we'll draw from that as well. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That was fun. Uh, No, what uh, was happening was uh, I was talking a little bit with uh, our friend uh, David Fine. Uh, online okay. and we we're talking about like kind of the um the what what's been called the the barbie snub of <laughs> greta gerwig and uh marco uh robbie uh not isn't being, it called snorbenheimer sure okay. uh but not being nominated whereas ryan gosling was and the, the okay. film was nominated for uh best adapted screenplay to mm. which the follow-up question is from what <laughs> uh, yeah, that was an odd one too. Yeah, from the side of a box. Yeah, like okay. <laughs> fair. But I guess
1: they're adapting it from the existing characters and incorporating those characters into the screenplay. Would that be what they were thinking? I can't.
0: You want to see what the definition of at? Ad- yeah. yeah, like I guess for. D- oh boy, I guess it's
1: based on a pre-existing property,
0: and so you property, know. yes. Yeah. And of the Q- but- so they've
1: adapted all the dreams of young children of young girl's. And some boys playing with their Barbies, uh, yeah. making up you know their elaborate, very elaborate. My my, if I'm I go by my own children, extremely, overly elaborate, maybe even too much for a dad. Detailed, elaborate stories of their Barbies and other things.
0: Yes, nice. Uh But we we got into a discussion as to that's you where you the know, name
1: Constance Dolores uh, comes from. Anyway. As,
0: as maybe the problem was not you know uh sexism uh but just comedies and how yes uh, I think academy award yeah. does not nominate comedies yeah and the first thing that of course comes to mind is uh annie hall because that won for yeah you know, that was um, a rare that was a definite rating. that was that's, a definite rare yeah, yeah. one and then it was like have any other comedies gotten nominated and so uh did a little bit of research so did a little
1: bit of research
0: on that and i was wondering if you can think of any of the comedies that were uh Nominated. Actually I got nominated one, two, th- uh, Philadelphia
1: Story. I think was oh nominated. Philadelphia Story back in the oldie days. Yeah, I, I got more nominated. modern ones, but yeah, that's oh, okay, good. Okay, okay. I'm I'm not that modern. I'm kind of an old fashioned guy. Okay. What's known as a a young fogey? When I was younger, I was a young fogey. Now okay. I'm an old. Now I'm an old fogey. But my when my past days, I was considered a young fogey by many people.
0: We did have a debate as to whether or not Forrest Gump was a comedy. I don't think of it as a comedy. I, I know it has. There, I think there's elements. overt comedy moments. Sure, you know that are just full but on also, comedy sketches, yeah, like Yeah, yeah.
1: I guess, but it's it's more of a dramedy. I guess is how you'd want to describe it. And I guess that was nominated. So yeah, and won.
0: Yeah, for Best Picture. Yeah,
1: uh, one of the great, one of the most deserved Oscar contenders of all time, obviously.
0: <laughs> now, I, now here's. Uh, I'll just I'll just go through a couple, and you can tell mm. me whether or not you think. Hey, no con- that's that's no dish. country for old men. No, not a comedy. No. Uh, but like Little and Miss Sunshine, that was nominated. Okay. I'd say that's a comedy. Yep. Yeah, like yep. I think I think the big payoff at the end with the dance is like played for laughs as well. You know, and it's a happy ending. Yeah. It's all the those things. Uh, how about Juno? Was Juno nominated for a, yeah a, for Best, Best Picture? Picture? Yeah.
1: Really. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. It's definitely a comedy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Now I know we're getting that we're getting. Yeah, I mean it has comedy elements. Like to it's it. definitely got like the it's Hitler more, is played for.
1: It's more absurdist, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say not quite a comedy because it does have like a, a big dramatic element with the you know the young girl hiding in the in the in the yeah there's closet. there's a, there's
0: a lot of tragedy that's in it yeah but like we got full on comedy Hitler sure we got the little other little at, boy who's like so but what you know, happens to the mother mum
1: character and stuff yeah. like
0: that. But can you have that in a comedy? Can you have the I dark? I just think pres- that, I just don't, because like you'd say that about like, you know,
1: Amorchord, and there's a lot of movies that are kind of like, you know, um, what would you call them? Like slice of life movies or whatever that have both tragedy and comedy in them because right. life has that mixture. But you wouldn't but have But They're a,
0: not straight out comedy films. You know what I mean? Right. But you have in this one a broad, wisecracking cartoon level yeah. Hitler. Sure. And then. A lot of elements yeah. to it that are like really played up. Yeah. I mean, if you want to say it's a comedy, I'm not gonna. Yeah, just I'm here. not gonna. I'm not gonna fight you over uh, this. the full Monty. I've never seen it. I th- that's a it comedy. It sounds like it's a comedy. It's a comedy. comedy. It's people stripping, but it's got it's got a lot of drama. Of, like the reason they're, they're stripping is because yeah. you know oh, the mines are whoa, closed. Whoa, <laughs> things things is tough. We got to show me bum. Um, <laughs> so and, it's not
1: based in Yorkshire. It's based in Liverpool.
0: Oh yeah, it's about the Beatles. Oh.
1: <laughs> the full the full Monty Python. Yeah,
0: when well, they uh, show their uh, Beatles, Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, At least they it, didn't
1: show their stones.
0: Ooh, see what you're saying. <laughs> uh, if, we, if we're showing our stones, we'd be the quarrymen. <laughs> um, and uh, the other one that I found was uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, definitely a comedy. That's full-on comedy. Full-on comedy. I mean, I know there's death in it, but it's But there's accents, so that makes it okay. Yeah, I feel like all those
1: films kind of have dramatic elements in them that, that you know... Juno has the abortion part to it. Little Miss Sunshine has the heroin addiction, has the unemployed dad, has like a lot of family trauma in it. Jojo Rabbit, of course, has World War II as a background, has the uh Jewish, uh has, you know, the Jewish um Holocaust as referenced in it, and also, you know, like the whole idea of people, even people working as partisans inside Germany, which did happen, who were, you know. Yeah. We're trying to, uh, work from within to undermine the, the what was happening. So, I mean, all those things kind of lend that comedy. And I guess even Annie Hall has like a, is a comedy, but it has like the, the romantic, it's like more of a romantic comedy. Yeah. You know, and it, Well, and it, it has, feels like
0: what we're trying to do then pl- is. And it, feel it also like...
1: plays with the form of film as well, you know, having like. Marshall McLuhan being pulled out from behind sure. a, a poster to tell someone.
0: But I think I think my thing as as someone who loves comedy, comedy uh, is like it feels like what we what we say when we when we do this kind of thing is like. But there's, but there's these like important elements to it. So it's not a comedy, meaning kind of if, it, if it's, it can't be a comedy if it talks yeah. about anything real, like yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, of course it can, mm-hmm. you know, comedy is there to speak on a lot of these subjects. And yeah, but I think, I think we consider comedy light. And so you know, uh, it's it's disrespectful to call this a comedy because it mentions <laughs> these things. And yeah, yeah, no, I think comedy can definitely cover the dark topics mm. and and what have you. And uh, even look at something like the Great Dictator, which you know, has like broad comedy elements and then just ends with this speech that's just listen up man must band together in peace and harmony or Uh, we will destroy each other not not a great ending the moral of the story is was that was that
1: nominated for an oscar i wonder
0: i don't know i could tell you i could tell you if you can i think it
1: happened when night was nominated for an oscar that's a comedy
0: that makes sense.
1: Um Is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner a comedy?
0: Yes. I know that's probably nominated. I know that is because it said comedy on my uh oh, yeah. ticket when <laughs> I went to see it as a play.
1: <laughs> all right, there you go. Yeah. So I haven't I I've only seen the beginning of that film, I've never seen all of it.
0: Let's see. Did it win any awards
1: not and that it win but just was it nominated that mean that was it
0: nominated it was nominated for five academy awards guess who's coming to dinner? no oh, great sorry. dictator
1: great dictator oh, wow. uh,
0: outstanding yeah. production actor writing best supporting actor uh, and best music but not for not best, best picture. picture
1: there you go the comedy snub how about it happened one night Okay, one Capra second. Film with Clark one Cable
0: second. Claudette Colbert. Ah, It's like right. pretty much
1: the class, kind of the start of the whole screwball comedy, okay. rom-com thing. Okay, comedy.
0: let me, there we go. Yeah, romantic Seminal comedy, film. pre-code. Here we go. Keep yeah, she going. could show her leg. All right. And they could sleep
1: in the same room together.
0: All right. Uh, it. Uh, okay, yes. It's uh, seen as one of the greatest films ever made. And is the first of only three films to win all five major major Academy Awards: Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay. That go. has only happened since twice more. Oh, this sounds like a trivia question. It does sound that it I gotta doing. throw over at Dave. So <laughs> oh, okay, man. so now we know that one won. Okay. Once again, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best yeah. Adapted Screenplay. Okay. What uh, other movies? Uh, one. Let me look up some dates for you. Yeah. one was from seventy five. Okay, and one was from ninety one.
1: So the Godfather two?
0: No, sir. Not the Godfather. Okay, no seventy five. And one was? What was the
1: other one? The other one was nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah. So you did. saw it in a the theater? <laughs>
0: Maybe not. Probably did. Very popular movie. Was it Dances with Wolves? It certainly was not.
1: Nineteen ninety one. No, sir. Nineteen ninety one. That's the same year as Terminator two. <laughs>
0: You can ask me some trivia questions about it Or you can ask me a couple of questions about it Okay, I'll so 1975 it. 1975, let's go with that
1: It's best adapted, was it adapted from a book?
0: Yes Is it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yes, it is
1: Okay 91, was it adapted from a book?
0: Uh, yes Okay um, Wait a second, was it? Uh, I know that the it's part of a, a storyline from a book So it's like there was another There was a. There was another movie that uh was based directly on the book. I'm okay. not sure if this one was a book first. Okay. But the uh, but the basically the So it's pre- a sequel? It, unofficially unofficially uh, unofficially a, yeah. A, a there was another movie sequel. uh with one of the characters in it that uh, that had come out, but it's played by a different actor this time. Yeah. And much better apparently because they won uh they
1: <laughs> won all the yeah. they got all the awards yeah. for it. Oh, it's um Sounds of the Lambs. Yes it is. Ah.
0: Oh, I did pretty was good. Silence of the Lambs. I based did pretty on good the book?
1: there. It it is based on a book. Okay. It's based on the book Silence of the Lam- Lambs.
0: Okay, so yeah. that book came out after uh, it came out Red Dragon. It came out after Red
1: Dragon, yeah. Red okay, Dragon was the first book. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then he did Silence of the Lambs. Was then the
0: it... Hannibal movie based on a book as well?
1: Yes, it's based on the book Hannibal by Thomas Harris. Oh, okay, well. so they all were books first. All by Thomas Harris, yeah. He all
0: right. And then he went That's enough of the... Or was there more? I think he passed away. Oh, well, that'll stop you. Yeah. He wrote them over, Classic mistake. He wrote them in over the old book writing biz. Cause I think not staying alive. I think Red
1: Dragon came out in the like seventies, and then he took him a while to do Silence of the Lambs, and then he, and then I think he was realized, oh, there's money in this. So, and it probably got like a lot, offered a lot of money. That so. is
0: that is a good pub quiz question. Is uh, what does it happen one night? Silence of the Lambs and uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest all have in common? Uh, yeah, yeah, and you can you can go with like. You know, one multiple Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to give them five. We don't have to. <laughs> yeah, don't have yeah. to be that that person.
1: That's interesting because they're all such different films too. Mm-hmm. Is *One uh, Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest* a comedy? Oof. Does it end like a comedy? That's for sure.
0: It well, here's the weird bit. It's like, is that a happy ending? It's a happy ending. So you know, by old timey uh, things, it's a it's a it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, doesn't go great for the protagonist. <laughs> Boy, no, howdy, yeah, it's
1: tricky sometimes, isn't it? Because it, it does have funny parts to it. And you want to thing... just say then, is life a comedy? Because it always ends sad. It does always end sad. That's the thing. There's well, there are no happy endings or funny. happy stopping places. It could
0: be if you if you die in some hilarious way. It's still, then it is sad. possible, yeah. you know, that you, that you know, Wa-ha-ha! that's <laughs> that's okay.
1: I think it would. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be like laugh laughing. Maybe people didn't know you would laugh about it. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so your f- family and stuff like that, it would be tragedy. Yeah, I
0: guess unless you were a monster. Yeah, like if you were just a, hu- a a big huge monster. Yeah, and like if you were like Hitler and you died in like a farting, you know, and then just farted yourself to death. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. front of everybody, it was like, oh no, I, sh- yeah. I'm farting, no, and just like just farted yourself sure, to death, sure. and everyone just was laughing, and yeah. then you died. That'd be a, that'd be a comedy ending. Well yeah, I think somebody like he went into the wrong shower.
1: That would be like a better Ooh. That'd be a better ending to me, but yeah. <laughs> Rather than farting by have, an open we flame. Could,
0: we couldn't have we couldn't have gone with like burning himself to death. <laughs> Jeez. Okay.
1: So sorry. Okay. Did happen. Uh, I'm not feeling sorry for him.
0: No, no, I don't think anyone was feeling sorry for him. <laughs> okay. I don't think that was the problem that people had there. It was like, oh. Poor Hitler. <laughs> something that always bugged me in... Uh, I, don't,
1: I don't know if people had problems with it anyway.
0: Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> something that always bugged me in uh, Marvel Comics was uh, you had uh, the Human Torch ended up killing Hitler. That was at the end. Like the original Human Torch. He killed Hitler. Huh. Yeah.
1: I thought it was uh, one of those guys uh, in... Uh, in um, God damn it. Inglorious Bastards.
0: I wish I could help you with that. But Eli no, Roth's character. No. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> Human Torch killed Hitler. Uh, And then later on, the Human Torch, his body uh, was made into the Vision. And the Vision married the Scarlet Witch, as we know from WandaVision. Yes. Now, the Scarlet Witch's father was Magneto. Mm. And Magneto spent time in a concentration camp. And something that bugged me as a nerd was that uh, Magneto never ever brought up the fact that, like, hey, your son-in-law killed Hitler. That's that's pretty good for you. Right. That's a nice thing. Like you growing up in the old Nazi Germany, it was all terrible and shit. And it's like, uh, and then when your your daughter invites, you know, gets you to meet her boyfriend. It's like, oh, that's my boyfriend. Oh, I don't know if I like him very much. You know, he killed Hitler. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to the family. Pretty good. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Hip, hip, hurrah. (laughs) (laughs) That never got brought up. It never got brought up. Nope. Hmm. No, they used to have you know family problems. He wasn't happy with his daughter married to a robot. <laughs> he had issues there. Yeah. Also, he was Fair a villain, enough. and oh, you know, visions well, yeah. a visions a hero. Okay. So that's no no okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> don't trail off <laughs> how dare you how dare you judge it's, me it's hard to follow up that i'm
1: sorry yeah I, there's nothing i can't really i don't have enough like deep knowledge of that to like carry on with it
0: but you're like well you know what's funny about the vision is i'm uh i'm just trying to see if i if i if i have the scene where yeah there he is i'll show you a picture of uh the human torch killing hitler there he is he's killing hitler right there so uh, is that from the original like
1: run like the, the simon and
0: no this is from uh an invaders comic And, uh, one of the nice things I like about it is like he sets Hitler on fire. Sure. So there we go. And Hitler's, ah, because Hitler was going to hit a button and like destroy a lot of Germany. Okay. And then there's like, as Hitler is like melting into a pile of goo, Mm. he's like, hey, don't let anyone know that I died this way. Uh, (laughs) tell everyone I committed suicide. I'll do that, boss. As he's just, he's melting like a candle. He's a full, he's fully immolated. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, you know, it's like, you know, like tell them you committed suicide. Like, why not just tell them something else? Just like tell them I died in glorious ways and things mm-hmm. are good and everything's fine. Just tell them that. Oh, I'm, oh, it burns a lot. I don't like this very much. Well, no. I, I do have a comment. Oh, I'm farting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, I farted myself don't fart to me death. An open flame. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> uh,
1: comic book related. Sure. I sent you a little. Uh, Movie clip? A little documentary last week to watch Did you watch it?
0: I don't know. Let me. What was it again? It was no. about
1: Herb Trimpey. The uh, yes, the I, I didn't artist. watch all of it. I, were, okay. I watched pieces of it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um,
0: I like I like me some Herb Trimpey.
1: Well, you know, I was thinking. I was saying to Lisa because uh, I, I just turned up. It just turned up in my YouTube. Yeah. Uh, recommended thing it was just kind of like you might like and i was like i would and i was like i started watching i was like i would like this this is really interesting <laughs> yeah because this is what people know Herb trimpey was son kind of a sort of second second tier H- Se- second tier kirby second tier kirby kind yeah. of a, a kind of like joined in the in the late 60s joined the marvel bullpen yeah the first artist to draw incredible hulk i think but I don't think he invented it, but he was like kind of like the guy who did the Well he
0: wasn't the first artist to draw Incredible Hulk. I mean, that was Kirby.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know Kirby sort of but he I think he did like the actual comic book, right? Herbert Trimpe. He's talking about that in the in the documentary. He's saying like he was he kind of was okay. the guy who got to okay. figure out how, how Incredible Hulk. Well, works. there were
0: six issues of the Incredible Hulk that Kirby did with okay. Wood Stanley. Okay, and then um, I'm trying to remember it was Tales of Suspense. It was some other. This is something they would do. Yeah, they did this with Captain America as well, where uh, they would have an already existing uh, comic. Yeah. and they wouldn't relaunch a new one as number one. They would start it at the number that that book was at. So it was like some anthology series, and then at Issue one hundred and one. It became. The, it became the. Yeah, it became the Incredible Hulk. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure who was uh, drawing it then, but it could mm. have been Herb Trimpey. But they did the same thing with Captain America. Yeah. Was well, he started with? I think like issue one hundred and one of like something. Uh, we'd have to ask comic book experts that are out there. But he is most famous for being the co-inventor of uh, Wolverine. Yes. With Len Wein.
1: Yeah. But not Len Wein. He says in an interview. Actually, was watching with him from a later time.
0: Oh, okay. He well, actually says Len, Len, Len Wein was the says, writer
1: on it, but the yeah. idea was Roy Thomas's idea. Roy Thomas, the one who suggested oh, okay. the idea of Wolverine, and got uh, Herb Trimpe to to draw up a character, uh, and someone else helped as well. But yeah, Len Wein just wrote the story, but he wasn't actually part of the creation of the character itself, which I thought was
0: interesting. Okay, this is according to Herb Trimpy. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. But the, I, I now now this is where this this gets a little weird. Yeah, is like. You can you you know are you the create are you part of the creation? If the first time it was created, mm. you wrote the words and another artist and and the artist yeah, drew yeah. the picture, yeah. then to me they it's so part I'm of gonna, he's part of the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, idea, it's a different, Yeah, yeah, and I an mean, idea is an idea. In that regard, then I think like Jack Kirby then. Uh, was one of the creators of Spider-Man because he did the cover to Amazing Fantasy sure. and kind of designed the outfit yeah, yeah. and everything. That's part of the creation for sure, yeah, for sure. But but that's not listed usually when it's like yeah, the creator of yeah, Spider-Man because yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, they show the bullpen and stuff, which is that's quite fascinating. Cool. Yeah, because they,
1: yeah. they draw it like the dumbest tables I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, they have barely any room. They have like they're basically drawing in like like it's like a let's put it into. Like we'll take it out a metric, we'll put it into feet. It's basically like a one-and-a-half-foot by one-and-a-half-foot block that they draw on, the, on this tiny little table. And, he, and he's sitting up, practically straight, and he's just kind of like sketching from a distance, kind of inking, mm-hmm. inking this uh, Incredible Hulk that he's working on. It looks like a splash panel or something like that that he's working on. Or maybe somebody's just drawing for the... Because it, it's a documentary done by, by university students or college sure. students. And I guess they were comic book fans, so they contacted herb trimpey or contacted marvel and to ask if someone would be interested in being in a. but it seems that they like herb trimpey a lot because it's called hooray for herb trimpey and uh but also has like a little bit of early uh fandom as well it talks to flo steinberg who was a very famous you know kind of early fan early uh convention uh she started like a lot of comic conventions and stuff like that and then it talks to another guy um uh, cupperberg Paul Kupperberg, Paul Cupperberg, yeah. Who would later become a, a Marvel artist. But this time he was just sure. trying to get in. And he's kind of bitterly talking about how he can't get into, uh, <laughs> can't get his stuff accepted. And then um, and it also and then it talks to Herb Trimpey, who is an actual Marvel cartoonist. But it really goes not just into the Marvel stuff, but into his life. And, you know, it shows him at home. He lives in New Jersey and someplace that's like the f- really far away to get into to New York, apparently. He has to take this long train ride from, from, Whatever the heck the place is called in in uh, New Jersey, you know, then go all the way from there into into the city to to work at the Marvel bullpen, and then and then you know come home at night. And he is a, a pretty young guy, but he's already a divorced dad. He has oh a, wow! He has a young daughter.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: that you see in the film, and then it kind of shows weird things. It shows him, like talking with his friends. And then I was watching the scene, and he's like sitting in this group of people, like you know, people his age, and they're all kind of talking about this and that. And this one lady is also talking to me, she's sitting on the floor near him, and she keeps kind of looking up at him, and I was thinking, oh, she really likes him. Oh. And they got married.
0: Oh, good, 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 good. But they also got divorced. Well, you know, life had, goes on.
1: He had three wives, so he, wow. he, he kind of went through them.
0: I'll show uh, you... Had, uh, had
1: kids with, with uh, two of his wives,
0: and... Yeah, I'll yeah. show you my favorite Flo Steinberg thing real fast. Okay. Which is uh, a what-if story called What If the Original Marvel Bullpen Became the Fantastic Four <laughs> and Flo Steinberg Becomes uh, Invisible Girl. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because she was part of the Marvel Bullpen? Yep. What did she do? Was she like editorial?
0: Uh, yeah, she was. Well, I don't know if she was editorial, but she was like kind of uh, the gal Friday that was oh, okay, around there okay. that would be doing uh-huh. doing stuff, so yeah.
1: Yeah, they're talking to her here, and she's talking about like, she, had, I guess this time she had like 700 comics in her collection, and she's talking about like how much she liked comics, and da-da-da. It's just sort of interesting to, yeah, they
0: like, would uh, her. call her "fabulous uh, flow." Yeah, uh, in the um, you know the that's right. Thing. I
1: mean, I know her name from reading the credits, so yeah, I was like, "Oh, I know this person." But I just remember like when we were teenagers, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think that Herb Trimpe drew Rom, and so it would have this hmm. fa- to me this fantastic Bill Shankavage <laughs> cover. Yeah, and then you'd open it up, and it would just be to me like the most garbage-y, uh drawing style in the world.
0: I think it was all right for the most part. All right, I'm going to look up what Herb Trippy drew, but I believe I believe he uh, that uh, that Rom was mostly Sal Buscema. Oh, really? I think so. Okay, yeah. I don't. But I'm I'll pretty look, sure it wasn't.
1: I'm pretty sure it wasn't Robot Man. Then I can't remember who it was now off the top of my head. But um, I just remember being like the covers were great, and then the inside I just did not care for, and I didn't really appreciate him. I'm sure he was good earlier on. It's interesting listening. I uh, was watching watching an interview with him as an as an older gentleman in the 90s mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he kind of got out of comics because he didn't like drawing comics to scripts he enjoyed mm-hmm. the old like the stan lee way of you as the as the artist did plotted the story and wrote and did the story and then stanley would come in and he would add the words to it and kind of figure out what, where you're going with it and uh he said i just prefer that there's more f- more freedom and flexibility, trying that way. It felt like you were more part of the creative process. Just doing it from a script, he said, it was kind of kind of boring.
0: There was a Marvel Treasury collection I had yeah. that uh, had a whole bunch of Trimpy stories in it, okay. and uh, it was like oh, this is not Kirby, but mm. it's something. It was a little like, off-putting, yeah. Uh, but they were really fantastic yeah. and uh, and also fantastical. And there was like uh, stories with the I think it was like the Glob or something. He was like <laughs> a very swamp-like okay. creature. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Pretty clearly, all right, I'm looking. Well, looking for...
1: at the Incredible Hulk that he drew in the documentary, and if anyone's interested in this, I'll I'll post it on the website so you can see it. Um, I thought his Incredible Hulk. His face was, like, too normal-looking. Like, he didn't have, like, the kind of squashed nose that we know of as the Hulk now. It was more of, like, a pointed, regular nose. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, that's a
0: weird-looking Here's Hulk. Here's uh, one thing I do remember him doing. He was the Godzilla artist for okay. the most part. Okay. So, you know, when it would be, like, the Avengers versus Godzilla, he would draw that. I wasn't. I wasn't super big on how you drew Godzilla's face. It was a little strange.
1: <laughs> Too pointy a nose. Too realistic a face.
0: Right, and then I think he also. Yeah, uh, the Machine Man limited series that you liked the last couple of issues of. Yeah, uh, he did the first couple of issues of, and then Barry Windsor Smith took Is over. Is that how
1: it worked? I thought Barry Windsor Smith did all of it. No, I have to dig it out. I have it. At home. I got
0: it. I got it here. That. <laughs> he, oh, okay. Okay, so he yeah. do the okay. Yeah, he drew the first couple of issues mm. of that.
1: So maybe I, I like the maybe I maybe I read the Barry Windsor Smith stuff first and really liked the because I really like Barry Windsor Smith, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, I must have gone back and got, found the back issues and then I was just kind of like, <laughs> what, what is this? Yeah, who's this guy who usually draws GI Joe or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, he would. Uh, yeah, he drew the Further Micronauts. Adventures Shogun Warriors. Further Adventures of uh, Indiana Jones, G.I. Joe, yeah, uh, Real American... Yeah, oh, okay. So he drew uh, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number one, which was kind of a big deal because it was the first Marvel comic to be advertised on television. Oh, okay. I remember there regular commercials for uh-huh. it like, you know, and they're coming out now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, geez, I better get that comic. <laughs> uh, huh, interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, he was also the co-creator of Captain Britain. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, him and Chris Claremont uh, in an ongoing series by Marvel UK. So it's good for him. Oh, also Spider-Man versus the Hulk at the Winter Olympics, the 1980 <laughs> Winter Olympics.
1: Oh, at Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. Not so placid with the Incredible Hulk there is what I would say. No,
0: that's true. People forget about the Incredible Hulk showing up for that, but uh, <laughs> it was it's, a really big deal. It's
1: called the Miracle Off Ice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that the Spider-Man was able to c- defeat him.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Or
1: did they, read a, did they reach a rapprochement?
0: i think they might have okay in 2002 he got the bob clampett humanitarian award for his work as a chaplain uh at the that's world right. at the world trade center site following the september 11th uh, attack he did
1: become a chaplain that's right yeah. i forgot that yeah he would do like conventions and then he w- he was a chaplain it's interesting because he's a really questioning questing person mm-hmm. when you watch the watch the documentary like him talking with his friends and stuff like that they're not talking about comics they're discussing like kind of really deep issues that young people at the time i guess would sit around and drink and and talk about
0: i guess also you know you've got college kids there yeah you don't want to like dumb it down you want to like you know
1: maybe but it might have been stuff he talked with his friends all the time who do you think's the strongest because the scene where he goes hiking with his with his friend they go hiking up a, a, a local mountain in new jersey and are yakking away about this and that uh deep thoughts although they're very high i mean um, high in the mountain yeah but, um, but yeah it's interesting and he really loves his daughter so i was really happy with that cool like he's really happy to spend time with her and stuff like that even though he only gets here uh every second weekend just too bad
0: is he still with us or is he? Not?
1: i believe he's passed away now okay so rest in peace herb trumpy
0: once again classic
1: mistake i take back <laughs> i take back everything i said about you <laughs> in 19 the 1980s
0: all right well and uh blessings on you and hopefully you could also uh, give yourself blessings because you're a chaplain so yeah i think you're allowed to do that you're allowed to look in the in the mirror and go i bless that guy <laughs> and i'm like wait a minute
1: yeah it's nice that those sort of things can still pop up on youtube which feels a little narrower than it used to mm-hmm. to me when well but if we first discovered youtube it felt like a very wide a place of a lot of interest you could find all kinds of things in there all any you know any kind of old concert footage and all kinds of things that seems to have been. Mis- been disappearing over time
0: well something that uh, i've been finding interesting is uh tubi has been throwing up some documentaries that are interesting yeah, like there was yes there's two herge documentaries okay, on Yeah i watched the
1: one i haven't seen the other there's two wow.
0: i think uh or maybe the other one's on youtube but it's like yeah well how was the one you, you watched
1: it was good yeah it was interesting yeah cool. i enjoyed it
0: yeah it was mostly a kind of a
1: what do you call it, a clip clip show where they you know they took a lot of clips and stuff but i liked watching the interviews with him. i thought that was really they dug up a lot of interview material so that was really good once again I can't post it, but I
0: will. If you go to you, if you go to Tubi, my friend, you Tubi, can post things from Tubi. Oh, you can, you can. Well, then I will. Not uh, only can you, I it. have on our uh, Sneaky <laughs> Dragon site. I've done that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you can watch them with commercials. So it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they don't fine. care. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. You watch them with commercials.
1: <laughs> I'll post it on the website. Everyone. Good stuff. You can see it. All right, I'm gonna to go to. If the you're law. an Hergé fan, and why wouldn't you be? It'd be insane
0: not to be a Hergé fan. Her- well, Herge if you fan. are a Hergé fan, you should listen to Totally Tin Tin. Uh, available for free on the Dinky Dragon site. Speaking (laughs) of which, we got some letters from last week that I would like to draw your attention to, sir. Oh. And then we're going to do your performance review. Uh, the review was excellent. Oh. Dazzling. Oh, thank you. Um, last week we asked, what comedian, uh, do we not know about, uh, that we should know about? And, uh, uh, you have to write your manifesto. What's your topic? Okay. Also, what Queen song could be transformed into a song, uh, sung by Eddie Murphy? <laughs> that's a, that's it was, a question. It was a silly what one. It was what a silly question.
1: I just thought we talked about it in the show. And I what thought, if oh. that
0: was the topic
1: that someone picked? <laughs> just went go back, go back to
0: that, and now just Queen songs.
1: <laughs> I would prepare for that. I would go through all their albums and I would find as many links as I possibly could. Okay. We get we, we, There must be a way to get Norbit in there.
0: Another one bites the clumps.
1: Another one Norbit. The dust
0: another one norbits the dust uh, or bits the dust. A norbit the uh, something in orbit because they get biting bit, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's tough. All right, <laughs> uh, Edward Dragansky <laughs> writes us, and we're All happy right. when he does. Saying, I hope you guys have thawed out. Uh, we're happily back in the 40s down here and all is well. So glad to hear that. How was all our comics uh The 40s, everyone's speaking like this. Say, fella, what do you think? What's the big well, idea? Well, bright guy. What's the big something-something? Yeah, see? You know, the fedora was a lady's hat. Yeah. This guy thinks he knows something. Uh, let us know if we were wrong on our comics uh, stuff.
1: I was watching uh, The Killers, the original Killers with Burt Lancaster. Okay. The old noir film. And uh, has William Conrad in it as a killer. But um, everyone in that movie, everyone in the way people talk in that movie, I was watching, I was thinking, and I thought the 90s people were mean. They were really mean then. Everyone was just like, well, bright guy, this guy thinks he's got something to say. You know, every, every every person they talk to they gets this uh, weird offhanded dismissal. Hmm. I was like, wow, what a time.
0: The past was mean. That's why they're all dead.
1: Yeah, fuck them.
0: Um, back to Edward. I mentioned the comedy team of Hudson and Landry a few uh, months back, and uh, okay. and, and being that uh, they were locally uh, Los Angeles comics, I guess their influence hadn't made it to the north of Canada. I'll tell you about another team, though. While at Lone Star Comics, my boss Will, a man of peculiar taste and humor, <laughs> uh, he didn't have many friends, so when some of the guys at the flagship store invited Will to join the Church of the Subgenius... Okay. Uh, Will was all in. Uh, the Church of the Subgenius was started here in Dallas and spread in the 70s and 80s as kind of a weird uh, pseudo-cult-like organization. They worshipped a 1950s-looking uh, pipe-smoking retro character named J.R. Bob Dobbs, who was fashioned out of uh, printed zip Anyway, tone uh, Anyway, Will used to bring in stuff like tapes to work and play them in a boombox he had, most of it uh, uh, went uh, to the sub-genius guys from all over the nation, and some of it was hysterical, and some was downright discriminatory. <laughs> there were these comedy oh, routines timely. by two men, Gene Stacy and Wild Man Steve, that Will uh, <laughs> brought to work that were so obscene, yeah. he could only play them when customers weren't in the store. Yeah. Uh, these tapes were recorded at truck stops in the 70s, and to this date, I've never heard anything so raunchy in my life. So I'm wondering if you've ever heard of these guys, Gene Stacy and Wildman Steve. I'm sure I've heard my fill of them while at Lone Star, that is for sure. Have you heard of Peter Cook and Dudley Moore? If you have, if you, I know Whoa. you've heard of them, of course, yeah. from their movie work, Derek and Clive. But maybe. if you've heard of the... their Derek and Clive stuff, yeah. let me know if you would say it is dirtier than this or not. <laughs> uh, but have you heard of uh, these these fellows? No, I
1: haven't. Okay. It does remind me of McLean and McLean, who are kind of Canada's sure. dirty, com- raunchy comics. You know, the Rodeo Song, and you know, kids love to sing that. It's 40 below, and I don't give a damn. That's something had fucking up. Fuck, yeah, so, yeah. They were
0: like, <laughs> it's fuck. something in my truck, and I'm off to the rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was uh people ate it up. comedy was easier then comedy, I don't know if it was easier, yeah I'd say was so. it easier yeah, I think was so was it easier yeah, I think, so. yeah, it's <laughs> harder to get it on the uh out there, but uh mo, I, I mean it's a song, and it rhymes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I think I'm not I gonna think, disagree, I with think you. we could write something comparable within a half hour,
1: <laughs> probably, I think yeah. we did, yeah not that we we weren't raunchy ourselves we were no we were delicate flowers here's my song trip to the
0: aquarium (laughs) uh i think my manifesto would have to be written in a way that profess my thoughts on creativity and the ways it could be received as creatives uh we take in as much as we can handle but delivering it to others might come with some instruction not sure the specifics but i can think of something uh i could dive into and wrap around it Hmm. and just so you know I'll be on a local podcast down here once it's up and going called Brush With Creativity. All right. We will uh, We will uh, be happy to link that.
1: Yeah, send us the link.
0: Uh, one of the hosts is a writer I used to babysit back in the 80s. He uh, connected with me on LinkedIn and has now invited me to be on his podcast along with uh, along with his co-host, Wildman Steve. No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> the Morning Zoo. They want to hear... <laughs> they oh, wow. want to hear about my creative process. I... Ah, uh, so these guys will either thank me or hate me after, uh, before the hour is up and I'll be late and it's late and I'll be honest. The queen Eddie Murphy thing just ain't happening. If I think I want, I'll swing back and post it. Uh, there's probably some great ones. Uh, if I can get my noggin in gear, have a sneaking great weekend. All oh, listen, that was a, that was a real wild man, Steve question. So don't worry about it. It's all just fine. I'm wild man, Steve. Give me, a, give me a Queen song. What's a song besides uh, Another One Bites the Dust? Queen, uh, Bohemian queen Rhapsody. Killer,
1: Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. We Are the Champions. Uh, fat Bottom Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a car. yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's
0: nothing. Some car. Nope, nothing. <laughs> there's uh, lots. Bicycle. Bicycle. <laughs> bicycle. 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 That's <laughs> Fat Bottom Girls. Is it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Look at it. All right. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I don't think anyone could do this. Except maybe. maybe? Louise wrote. My only pitch for your Eddie Murphy Queen challenge is yeah. a nutty one place. The Crumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, made, yeah. made us both laugh yeah, quite a bit. That's good. My manifesto would be about not justifying the oppression of others by claiming it's the will of a divine authority. Very nice. Um, I'm sorry to hear about Dave's fa- father-in-law's decline. It's hard to know when it's time to place a loved one with dementia into care. Eventually, they'll get to a stage where they might wander outside, get into an accident, or become lost and die of exposure. You can put some systems in place, but they only work if someone's around to hear a door opening chime, or who can catch an overflowing sink, or hear the thump of a fall, or prevent a home invasion. Yeah. Aside from the safety issue, the person might benefit from social interactions with staff and other residents, so you need to consider if their quality of life uh, is, would be better or worse. My aunt with dementia had a relationship later in life. She called her boyfriend uh, by her deceased husband's name, but they had some companionship for a while. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Louise. Really appreciate that. What's
1: Okay, two things. One, two things about this. One is that uh, Lisa's dad did have a fall. And he ended up in emergency. He was there for uh, a week, over a week. I think 10 days they so had him in emergency. Just in emergency. They couldn't get a room for him yeah. in the hospital. So he just sat in a bed in emergency while people came and went. And we went and visited him quite quite often. Lisa went more than I did. And, you know, he's always chipper. He's always cheery. He doesn't like where he is because he wants to be where he thinks he should be, which is at home. Right. Uh, But they have a... The doctor said... And they had a very, very simple uh standard for whether you should be living on your own which is can you dial 911 he can't because he he doesn't know how to use a phone anymore or what 911 is you know like he can't read a clock anymore mm-hmm. um so his life is i don't know what he does <laughs> to be honest because he can't watch television because he can't remember like 2 minutes we brought him cook we brought him cookies and he's like oh thanks and he put them aside and literally like 2 minutes into the conversation he turns and looks at this Think of cookies like, oh, what are these? Like, oh, we brought you some cookies. Oh, okay. Puts them back down again. Talks for us a bit, of, like for another two minutes. Looks, oh, what are these? <laughs> oh, my God. How can you wa- You can't read a book like that. You can't watch yeah. television. It's meaningless to you. So I just don't know what, what he does. Uh, the interesting part of it is that Lisa's great aunt, who she's named after, backwards, her aunt Hazel, um, also had dementia. And Lisa's dad was totally unsympathetic to her and didn't want to even visit her and just was not, not into it like got her in a home and that was the end of it you know so it's it's interesting when what goes around comes around I guess he's getting a, lot, a much better treatment than he ever gave to Lisa's great aunt um, apparently they realized that she was starting to suffer from dementia when they went over one day and uh, and she goes oh did you hear the news and they're like oh what happened Vi killed Peter what yeah Vi shot Peter and killed him that was Lisa's mom and dad who were <laughs> there they were by and Peter talking to the aunt. She didn't even know who they were and had come up with this weird story. And they realized, oh, she's got dementia. It's funny how it sneaks up like that. It just, right. There's something that happens that's large that makes you realize it. Before that time, you're very, you give a lot of excuses. For Unless them.
0: she did shoot Peter later on and she, she could was see a the future. Feature.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Unless she's still going to come back. Still got, th- yeah. You never know. She could come back and finish finish him off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah My
0: uh, my grandmother was uh, where she just started shoplifting. Okay, you know, and not yeah. b- because she didn't realize she didn't pay for the mm-hmm, thing and mm-hmm. went for a wander and then yeah went the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It just takes that one kind of big thing and you realize, oh my god, these things aren't yeah, things aren't the way they were. It's sad. It is super sad, but uh, we'll get through it. Right now, he's getting sixteen hours of care in home. And then it's up to my brother, brother-in-law and sister-in-law to look after him through the night, which they're finding very worrisome. <laughs> so well, we have him, his name down in, you know, for a bed somewhere. Yeah. When one open up, opens up in a, in a, in a home and then he'll be looked after more adequate, adequately than we can. And the other interesting thing about the hospital was because there was more, I think it was just more, um, it was just more stimulating for him he was actually better with his memory. Like, he remembered Lisa's brother and Lisa. Like, he knew their names and he knew them, yeah. you know. So, that
0: part he could remember. Then when, when uh, okay, this is when he was in an emergency? When he was in an emergency. And yeah. I, think,
1: I think it's just because when he's at home, because basically, like, Mary, you know, Mary learned this when she was working in the care home, which is that, you know, like, old people are very, you know, they can be very with it, but as the day goes on, They'll get more and Sun more distracted. The yeah. sundowning will happen, but also sundowning will happen if they get injured, and they end up in the hospital. They'll come back and they'll never be the same again. They kind of lose a step from that, you know. And so, I think just him spending all day by himself in, in, at, his, at home isn't really that good for him. Yeah, he's just there by himself, sitting in the chair or walk, going for a walk outside or feeding the crows or whatever. But you know, he just is just by himself. He's not really doing that much. Yeah. He's not as stimulating as what he had when he was in the hospital there was always people there people talking to him nurses coming around and all that kind of stuff kept him with it you know yeah so maybe that's something to look forward to if he does go to a care home that there'll be more activities and things like that that will
0: allow him that to that does sound right i i i you know in the last couple of years i've spent some time in emergency yeah and i can see how that would be the case because there was always like something going on around me and it wasn't and the other thing is like when you're at home home then things can repeat and and like mm. today can be yesterday and yesterday is last week because there's no difference. Yeah. But yeah. in the in the hospital, because things are happening emergency, <laughs> it's like start, finish, start, yep. finish, yep. start, finish, start, finish. And it's like, yeah, and you get what the emotion is in the room, because no one is like is is saying stuff softly to you, except yeah. maybe the nurse or yeah. what have you. But for the most part, you know, someone next to you is like in pain and then needs something for the pain. Someone over here, they're dealing with something and they're dealing with it, and yeah. you get it, and you're like, yeah. And it's short, and, and and then it's done, and then they move on to the next thing. Yeah, I could see how that would kind of get your brain kicked into to gear. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, so it was interesting. I thought that was a so an interesting byproduct of him going into into emergency, which wasn't great. I mean the other thing is is he's eating so much, yeah, he's eating in a way that's almost pathological, <laughs> yes yeah. it's kind of weird,
0: like he like uh he doesn't realize he's eaten too much, yeah, he can't stop yeah. himself,
1: and also he's just eating whatever like he never would eat cooked vegetables in the past, like that was that was he would eat like he would have raw carrots and potato- and cooked potatoes, but he would never eat like cooked broccoli, cooked carrots. Anything like that he hates, and Lisa kind of has the same. Now he's eating it all. Mm-hmm. He's eating cooked cauliflower, cooked broccoli, carrots. Wow. And then uh, Lisa was there, and he was eating that. and She just like blew her mind, of course, because her whole life her dad never ate any of that stuff, right? And suddenly there he is happily eating it. And then I guess he kind of dug around underneath. He found something underneath his his um, the tray, and it was a little thing of of uh, little thing of um, salad dressing which he'd had salad and he just had eaten the yeah. salad without the dressing and a pat of butter and so she goes oh i guess that salad dressing was oh, is it and he pulls it open and he just ate it all just used a fork and ate all the salad yeah. dressing and then he ate the butter oh he also ate a lemon he tried to eat a lemon and then he's like made this big face and she's like at least it's like sour isn't it he goes yeah oh he's put it down and then he's eating the butter and he offered her some do you want some she's like no i'm good i'm good <laughs> he always offers you some he's generous but yeah he likes when we bring cookies because he just wolfs them down oh good <laughs> we just bring we, we limit what we bring if so we don't want him. because he i think the reason he got sick and because he got sick the night after he had uh chinese food with us for Lisa's mom's birthday mm-hmm. and her our kind of anniversary celebration of her birthday anyway and he just ate and ate and ate and we're like oh and, you know everyone was kind of happy like oh dad's eating this is great because he hasn't been eating very much yeah. and losing weight and then he went home and he threw up and then he got up and he fell down and so he had to have an emergency for ten days, so yeah, it wasn't perfect, but yeah, at least he was eating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it's a it's a journey.
0: I'm gonna throw as like one of the questions uh, this this week. Sure. Uh, who is a relative of yours who was a big influence on you? Oh, Okay. Yeah, for me it was my grandmother. I think like my really? grandmother was a big influence on me because she was kind of the jokester okay. in the family. Yeah, and she had a very British sense of humor that I think I still carry with me mm. to okay. to now. Okay, now.
1: I do have did have relatives that were somewhat influential on me, but not greatly influential on me
0: okay i'll also I'll, i will also accept if you don't have a relative that uh that was influential on you some other kind of adult that was uh in your youth that uh mm. was uh, kind of a role model to you nobody wow nobody okay
1: i mean my uncle kenny who's passed away now rest yeah. in peace he he recorded like comedy onto a cassette tape the way i did okay but i'd already done it and he did it, too. He just, when he heard I did it, he's like, oh, you should listen to mine. And he gave me his to listen to. <laughs> but the thing was, is that he was a kind of person who was not interested in what you did. He was just interested in what, that you should hear what he did. Right. So that's not really an influence, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is great. I can, like, talk to my uncle about comedy and we can go back and forth. No, he just dismissed whatever. Well, you can,
0: you can have someone that, you know, even... Doesn't connect with you yeah. like care too much around you. Yeah, but you see, as like, oh, I want to be like that. Yeah, you know that is that also counts to to me.
1: My uncle Stacy, he was he enjoyed comedy, and he had like some Bill Cosby records. I know that that's not great nowadays, but when we were growing up, every everyone's parents or a lot of people's parents had at least one Bill Cosby record in their collection. That was you know like whatever, whatever, five hundred miles an hour or sure. whatever. Um,
0: my brother Russell, whom I slept with. Yeah, yeah. For my brother there, Russell. Why is there? You yeah. Know, all, the, all these records.
1: they always be and So he had a few of these records. Yeah. And so and he was the sort of person who could perform the 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 bits. Sure. You know, so he, when we, were, one thing, we would like have, he would maybe turn the recorder on and we would do the bits together and stuff like that. So that was, that was one person who kind of shared that with me. But it wasn't, once again, it wasn't like original. But at that point, I was writing my own sketches and stuff like that, you know, so I, that's not what I was really looking for. You know, um,
0: so yeah, if, you guess, were more a McLean and McLean guy. Was, <laughs> you're like, hey, do no. you want to play McLean and McLean with no. me? You would say, and you're like, you can be McLean. <laughs> I think because I, but I want to be McLean.
1: I think because I got into Mighty Python so young, like grade five, and it seemed so smart to me. Sure, you know, even though it was that kind of you know tr- 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 tricky smart, where you say Proust, you probably never read Swan's Way. You know, but you can like make jokes about Proust. You can do a philosopher song and mention all these philosophers. You've never actually read those philosophers. You're just making, you know, high-dimensional if you made a Bousy joke Bitter. that
0: actually used the, the real stuff, the people yeah. wouldn't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the philosophers playing soccer, you know, and that kind yeah. of stuff, but that seemed very smart to me as a kid. Right. And I just love that. And you smartness like people thinking you're smart. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I am smart. So I do like people to there appreciate the fact that I'm smart. And so I didn't like Qiqin Chong because it seemed so dumb to me. It was just stupid. It was stupid comedy, and I felt the same way about Benny Hill. That was a stupid comedy to me, and I felt, and I probably felt that way about McLean and McLean. It's a stupid. Why would I care mm-hmm. about that garbage? Like that's for dummies to laugh at. You <laughs> said fuck, like blech. get out of here. I, I laugh at you know things like Martin Heidegger was a boozy beggar. That's that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Not here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. It's off to the rodeo. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you? It's yeah, it garbage.
1: <laughs> I got Hobbes was fond of his dram. What's that? Hey, a dram? Like
0: a- yeah, I, I got. Uh, Isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? What sounds like the same thing? No, it's not because he was doing the old coward at the time. Yeah, both seem like dick jokes. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I gotta go watch some pornography at the at the theater where it's classy. <laughs> where it's classy. It's called Caligula. It's, it's with the Roman Empire. It's called Jurassic Park. There, and it's all a movie about dinosaurs. Sometimes the dinosaurs get loose. <laughs> So what's uh, what's the second
1: question? Oh, second question of the the week. Um, recommend a documentary you like.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do a comic book confidential.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like like that you did that into your Coke can. Yep. <laughs>
0: my question was going to be what's your favorite ingredient in coke he's not even trying anymore <laughs> mine's phosphoric
1: acid <laughs> okay here's this comic book confidential
0: mine's natural flavor yeah i go comic book confidential
1: I found that a little disappointing
0: I saw it at uh, the royal uh, whatever the royal bank cinema was uh,
1: mm. mine would have to be in search of Noah's Ark no um, <laughs> I'd have to be it would be comic book related Probably or maybe music related. I'll think about it. I'll come back with you. Come back next week. Crumb, I, I like Crumb a lot. Yeah, but there's one that he did himself for BBC that I like even better.
0: Ah, so I think it's kind Let's of fun. If you can find it, and
1: I'll post that. Do it. That's where I watched it. I probably watched it on
0: YouTube. Why not uh, send maybe us not. what you think? I'm going to work backwards from the one that I always do last. Okay. Uh, you can send it to uh, if you're on Tumblr. I know, right? uh How long is our show been? Going for it. Then we have a Tumblr <laughs> account. Uh, sneaky hey, Dragon. We have, we have, for the first time remember, Tumblr, we had someone. Come. we
1: had someone like us on Tumblr. Did we? For the very first time. By accident? There might have, there might have been a slip of the wrist. I don't know. They were looking for dinosaurs. It was so
0: long ago yeah. that uh, that uh, X was called Twitter yeah. and we're at a Sneaky underscore dragon. It was so long ago <laughs> that Meta was called Facebook and we're on Facebook. Yeah. It was so long ago yeah. that uh, email was the same, Uh, (laughs) sneakyd (laughs) at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, and it was so long ago that we had our own website, and we were able to uh, get the name that we wanted and not something that was close. Uh, (laughs) We're sneakydragon.com, and that's where we have all our episodes of all of our shows, including the other ones that we mentioned, and including new ones that were like um, Horse Mysteries. That's a new one. Yep. Uh, and uh, refresh my memory. Uh, we just covered... It gets newer uh, all the time. It gets newer all the time. We just covered The Great Escape and uh, made some nice drinks. And uh, and David and Lisa, who we've uh, mentioned on the show, uh, talk about exactly what you think they talk about, mysteries involving horses. Do you like yeah. both of those things it's in one place? But also every episode of this show, and uh, it's also a good place to post your thoughts, messages, answer our questions underneath the episodes themselves. That's very direct. I will usually read them on the show, unless your handwriting is terrible, and it isn't, because you're typing. <laughs> so do that. Contact us. We, we enjoy that quite a good deal. I've been inside for about uh, two weeks. Oh, really? You haven't gone, gone a Hood? No. Well, one, because there's snow, so a little yeah, slippery. that's right. And two, yeah. because I've had two major deadlines. Okay. So tonight after this, I'm going to go swimming. Oh, nice. I haven't been swimming in about two weeks as cool, well. Cool, cool. And uh, I went for a little walk today, and I'm weak. Hmm. So I got I to gotta, I gotta get muscle tone back going. <laughs> so uh, if I sounded weak during this show, I apologize, everybody. I've been writing. i hit. so that, sorry.
1: I hit that nice, well, it's a little while ago now, but I hit that nice three-month place at the gym, which is a the moment that you realize, oh, this is working.
0: Oh, nice. That is good.
1: Because when you go to the gym, you, your first week, you'll will, you'll notice changes. And you'll be like, oh, this is great. And then nothing. Right. For like a long you'll time. You'll notice a, more hair a in long certain areas. Desert, a long desert. And then one day, you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, I the mu- muscle. This is good. This is great. This is nice. Thank goodness. Thank Excellent. goodness I didn't give up. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do.
0: <laughs> so our message to you is don't give up. Never give up. Well, Eventually. But uh, no, don't, never don't stop for a while. Never stop. Uh, f- once in a once in a while, take a little stop. Never. never in fact, it. you know what's a good time to stop? Right now. <laughs>